0: Secure ship for sea Make all preparations for getting underway
1: Somewhere Beyond the sea Under the sea
2: Under the sea Rock the boat, don't rock the boat, baby. Rock the boat, don't
3: tip the boat over. You are going to need a bigger boat. Ye come seeking adventure in salty old pirates, eh? Sure you've come to the proper place. W Radio. You're in. and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 214 for the week of March 20th, 2011. After more than a year of planning and anticipation, the WDW Radio Cruise on the Disney Dream set sail on February 27th for a fun adventure we'll all never forget. This week, We'll look back on the cruise, recap every day at sea, and discuss how a community of people, many of whom were complete strangers to one another, left as a family of great friends. We'll also look ahead to doing it all over again in 2012. I'll have a few quick announcements, then play more of your voicemails at the end of the show, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show.
4: Your
2: heart makes...
5: Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip that started from this tropic port aboard this tiny ship.
3: On February 27th, 2011, More than a year of planning, excitement, and anticipation culminated with the WDW Radio cruise on the Disney Dream. Nearly 500 listeners, friends, and members of the WDW Radio extended family descended on Port Canaveral to embark on one of the Dream's inaugural voyages for four days of fun, sun, new friendships, and some truly magical memories. And while much of that trip was recorded with thousands of photos and, yikes, videos, I wanted to recap and share the memories of something I know many who went will never forget. And speaking of old friends and new, I wanted to, of course, enlist the help of just some of the people who were there. Although I would have loved to have had everyone here, but the studio is relatively small and 457 people at my house might be a problem. So I wanted to welcome in just a few familiar voices and a few new ones to the show. Once again, no particular order, Mr. Tony Big Papa Caggiano. Welcome back.
6: Thank you for having me. It's good to be back.
3: Hopefully the show will not be 24 hours like the last time you were on. (laughs) <laughs> also coming back to the show is our good friend, Mary Jo Collins.
7: How you doing, Lou? Thanks for having me.
3: Thanks for coming back on. Speaking of thanks for returning, yeah. Mr. Scott, still loving cheese, Otis. Hello,
8: everyone. I'm actually still on the cruise, so I'm <laughs> totally...
3: <laughs> <laughs> and a few new faces and voices include Nolan Woodall. He is uh, Nolan from the live broadcast and in the box fame. Nolan, welcome to the show. Finally, out of the box.
8: Uh, and no kidding, I'm very honored to be here with everybody.
3: It's great to have you. Another uh, box person, future singing sensation, and girl with the dad with the coolest basement anywhere because all the <laughs> retro video games, Tammy Tucky. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Giddy like a schoolgirl because she is a a giddy schoolgirl. Somebody who called in literally almost every week leading up to the cruise. I I loved the enthusiasm. Darlene Nagy from West Seneca, New York. (laughs) Hey, guys. And of course, and there will be no easy joke here. None of this would have been possible without the help of Becky Mankin from MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Hey Lou, golf clap. You were waiting for the punchline there, and I wasn't. I wasn't gonna ruin it.
0: You know, I was. I was because I'm. I know you too well. I mean, it's. We've had our break. We've had our our week
3: away, but still, I kind of have you. You figured out. After a year and a half of planning of talking to you like four times a day, (laughs) we needed like the Ross and Rachel break. We needed to break for a week. (laughs) So this is the first time getting back together.
0: I was thinking that actually happened when you locked me out on my on my deck, but that's you know a whole other story. Yeah, we'll get to uh, we'll get to night <laughs> yeah, three in a, kinda, in a little while. I kind of figured. I kind of figured.
3: I was hoping, and and still am hopeful, that my saint to be wife can join in as well, so I can thank and yell at her as well. We'll talk about the welcome aboard <laughs> in due time. Um, I, and I gotta tell you guys, the first thing that you know when I was thinking about the cruise was, is it me or does the cruise just seem like ages ago. I mean, it was about two weeks, and it seems like months and months months and months months since the the cruise.
6: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I didn't unfortunately didn't get to go back to Naples after the cruise, (laughs) so I came up here, got (laughs) home to an ice storm, so yeah, it's uh, I'm a thousand miles, a million miles away from the cruise.
3: Did anybody else feel the same way? Scott, you, of course, you're right there in central Florida, but...
8: I'm uh, right here, but but still, I'm miles and miles away. It, It just seems like it flew by and it was so long ago. But it was great memories. So we'll
2: talk
4: about that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was probably the fastest vacation I've ever had. Um and like we went we were at Disney World before and after the cruise, but it just went by so quickly. I think this is the quickest I've ever seen it gone by. But yeah, I really do miss it. I wish <laughs> I was down there. So
3: <laughs> I know. And it honestly as I was thinking about you know, doing that this recap, I, I kind of I didn't know where to start because there's so much about the cruise um even before, you know, we got on board. And I and I wanted to have a bunch of you on because I think certainly all of your experiences were likely different, certainly very different than mine. Uh You know, Becky and I, we were planning this even before we announced it back in 2000. It was November 2009 um, yeah, the planning started in October, actually, I, well, because I, it was the announcement was November. Right. So we had, they had announced the ship, and we immediately had said, we're doing this. Um, and it was right after the Adventures Club event. It uh, was right mm-hmm. about that same time. I remember spending a long, lonely Halloween at midnight in my car on the phone <laughs> with you as we were planning and choosing our date so we could announce it. I guess it was show 143 or so, somewhere right. around there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I have to tell you, I was immediately, pleasantly, and incredibly surprised at what the re- immediate response was to it, how many people were instantly excited, not knowing the itinerary, not knowing anything, just the idea of getting together and going on a cruise. Let me ask some of you guys uh, individually, especially those of you who are first-time cruisers, so Darlene, as somebody who, again, was calling in every week, uh when you first heard about the cruise, was this one of those no-brainers for you or something you guys said, well, yeah, this might be you know, a good time to go on a cruise and just the fact that there's a few other listeners might be cool as well?
9: It was actually um, something that we had wanted to do but never knew when to do it. And your cruise plans coincided with my husband's vacation time. And he knew that the best way to take me on my first cruise, because he's a, he's a, um, he's an old Navy man. And so he kind of had a familiarity to, to boats and stuff. So he said this was like the perfect length of time and a big brand new ship was probably the safest thing he could take me on. And with a whole bunch of friends was even better.
3: Well, when you said Old Navy man, I wasn't sure if you meant a military man or just sort of a guy at the mall man. So thank you. for Tony Caggiano, I'm sure you were just desperate to get out of the icy tundra of the uh, of the the northeast.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up again. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we couldn't wait. Um, At the moment you announced it, we decided we were going and we've been. Count down the days ever since. I, I can't believe it's already passed. It's so remarkable to me that it's already gone. But it was like, an incredible time.
4: Yeah, Thank I liked too. watching your updates of uh, driving down and driving back. They were very oh. interesting. Oh
6: yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah,
4: that was <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Sounded like you had a lot of fun driving that long. What it was, was that
3: sick child ice storm twenty six hours in flooded basement? Oh, Pretty that much sums that's, it up. Yeah,
6: just the, I basement. took the magic home with me, Lou. That's what that's called. <laughs> <laughs> and not to sound bitter, but I think uh, Dan Bronstein is still on vacation down there. So I'm, I'm sending him a hurtful. I'm sending him a hurtful text right now as we speak. So.
3: Now, Nolan, you you were uh, very much an in the box person, and you actually came on the cruise solo, which I think is awesome because I think that's the what the cruise affords people is the ability to come on your own because you know there's gonna be friends there. Um, Was this something, again, too, you thought about doing early on, or um, when did you sort of decide that that cruising with us was what you wanted to do?
8: Well, I really liked the idea where uh, you guys first announced it, but I wasn't totally sure at first, um, because I wasn't sure where the money was, things like that, stuff I had to really uh, look at. So it took about a month, I would say, until after you guys had announced it, and before I actually said, okay... I called up Stephanie at MEI and said, give me a quote, let me know what's going on. I want to do this. So, yeah.
3: And, and as fate would have it, you had uh, you had a spare bunk in your room. Scott Otis was a man looking for a friend, and the two of you uh, <laughs> yeah. you roomed together for four days, and yet you're, you're still talking, which is nice. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I, I miss him. I do. I miss him very much. Yeah, so Scott, this was a very late addition uh-huh. for you. You kind of came to the game like, you know...
8: Yeah, I had been uh, doing a lot of vacation uh, leading up to this. I didn't think I would be able to get the time off or or have things work out. And things very, about two months before the cruise actually fell into place, and I was, uh, I was able to hook up with Nolan there, and and he let me basically bunk with him in, in the spare couch. So it was great, and I appreciate that, Nolan. Thank you very much.
3: You're very uh, welcome. Nolan, Aww. he is cuddly like a Duffy bear, isn't he? yes he is see you know from experience i think the um, i think the toughest part for a lot of us and and for becky and i on one hand as we were trying to plan it and for those of you who did book early and you know february 27th just seemed like a lifetime away was the anticipation um you know waiting for information those of you who are uber planners were just dying for a a schedule to come out and that's why we started trying to release some things like a door decorating contest and and flag contest so you guys had stuff to do. Did any of you, and and feel free to jump in, did any of you sort of do things on your own to count down? I know a lot of people when they vacation to Walt Disney World, they'll do stuff for their kids or they'll do stuff for their husband or wife to sort of count down to their vacation. Any of you guys do that on your own leading up to the cruise?
9: Yes, I did.
3: Other than calling the show every week?
9: (laughs) Besides calling the show every week. Yes, I did. I did. That, that helped fill me and get all my excess energy out. Trust me, because I drove everybody at work crazy. <laughs> but I did put a countdown uh, Mickey counter on my phone, on my droid. So he told me how many days I had left. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I also had a counter too and it counted seconds so every time I'd look at it it said Tammy there's 1 second closer just 1 second and then, <laughs> you know I don't I just think it was 1 second closer so it helped me get through it which was pretty nice <laughs>
3: and, and I know Nolan was keeping the entire Twitter nation updated Uh-oh. with you know 167 days and 12 hours <laughs> 764 sleeps nervous. Nervous. Yeah I, I, I was yeah, I constantly a getting
0: nervous I had a loved those my
8: tweets. every day so yeah, and I, I wanted to make sure everybody knew, because everybody needed to know, you know? We've only got this so much time. Uh,
3: yeah, well, and, right. and Becky, it, it was weird for you and I, because at one point, it seemed like February 2011 was eons away. Next thing you know, we're at FedEx the night before, praying that the printing <laughs> comes out <laughs> as fast as possible, as if we didn't have I enough did. advance notice. I do not know what happened
0: to that year and a half. I I seriously don't. I blinked, and it, it seemed like every week we were doing little pieces of planning all along the way, um, and obviously not really knowing how large a group we would end up with, not having a lot of information about the ship. So, it, it was it was a challenge. But once we got on board, it like you like everybody said, it just flew by so fast.
3: Yeah, we, we you know we all sort of experienced a certain degree of frustration because we wanted to know more. But considering the ship was sti- still being built in Germany, <laughs> there was not, wasn't a lot of information coming out very early on because there were no prior cruises uh, to ours at the time that we were planning. But uh, Mary Jo, part of the reason why I wanted to have you on here is just in addition to all the funny stories we're going to tell about you is because <laughs> the uh, the door decorating contest was something that we wanted to give people to let them start you know, getting excited and start planning ahead of time. You very much crushed it when it came to your door, and we'll, we'll talk about that later on. How far out in the planning process did you start working on that and really sort of get into cruise mode uh, with your husband and your kids?
7: Well, I mean, we, we booked the cruise the first day that it was available. So, you know, we've been on board ever since day one. We were so excited. The kids have always been excited. Um, you know, my husband claims that he the day that we booked the cruise, I started shopping that that moment so <laughs> i bought you know like a new dress or a new pair of shoes or a new something every single day all the way up to the cruise um uh, that besides that um the kids were just you know uber excited and as far as the door decorating contest you know we probably started on that two or three well i don't know when we announced it but probably the minute you all announced it we started like gathering pictures and you know getting all of our stuff together and, um, kind of planning out what we were going to do with it. So it worked out great. And it was awesome to share that with everybody.
3: Yeah. It looks like you spent about nine months on that door and, and we'll talk about the door decorating contest later on. But when, um, when the time finally came and, and Becky and I panic, you know, really truly set in, uh, in, in those few days leading up to, uh, the cruise, it was really cool because, we did a couple of things. We had the meet of the month early on that Saturday. Uh, that Saturday evening, we had an illuminations party for those people who had booked in the group <clears throat> Excuse me, and were staying on property. It was great for... Uh, Becky, and I'm sure you feel the same way. It was great for us to sort of watch immediately these relationships and friendships forming. Uh, it, people had acted as though they had already known each other, and I think it was because of what you guys were doing Leading up to the cruise, the relationships right. that were formed on Twitter, Facebook, in the WDW Radio forums, this this it took on a life of its own. You know, deck by deck, were sort of forming their own little clans, and there was the deck seven <laughs> cool kids, and deck eight is one more deck cooler than deck seven, or whatever each of your taglines were. But as I watched the dynamic of people getting together, uh, that was really really neat to see. I, and I totally agree
0: with you Lou watching
3: watching it all come together on the forums
0: and then seeing it play out in in front of us at the uh, especially at the illuminations party was really incredible because like you said I would have never um, thought that people didn't know each other at that point because it just seemed like one big family reunion
3: Darlene uh, you <laughs> yes. know again you too also very active in the in the community what was that like for you starting to put names to to faces to names
9: It was utterly amazing to finally meet everybody that I've talked to on Twitter, on Facebook, in the forums, on a daily basis, in person, and actually be able to see and have a conversation one-on-one. It was, it was like overwhelming, but it was so exciting all at the same time. Um, it was great to finally meet Mojo and Tammy and, and Nolan and, um, Lori uh, and Stuart Tony. and Tony, Tony <laughs> <laughs> I can't forget you, buddy.
6: <laughs> yeah, I
3: bet <laughs> <laughs> Oh Kagiana, we'll get to you. You'll have your turn, don't worry. <laughs>
9: But that um, the dessert party and everything that you guys put on for us was um, a really good starting point. And Nolan did. We had a nice luncheon in the afternoon for whoever could make it um, at the and we got to talk and eat over lunch, which was great. You know, so I mean, I think the friendships that I've formed on this on these forums and everything, I think they'll they're gonna last forever.
3: And Nolan. You know tell me what you feel i, I kind of got the impression and I saw you and Scott already you know feeding each other brownies at the dessert party, but <laughs> you you went on the cruise solo, but I never got the sense that you were alone if that makes any sense and I saw that too you know immediately at at Viennopoly and at dessert party
8: yeah I, whenever I got there, I met everybody at Vianopoly, um after the meet of course, and uh just. it it takes a minute, you know, to to get it through your head that these are the people I've been talking to online. But once you get past that and you get to the, okay, this is, you know, the friend I've been talking to, it was just amazing. And I spent the whole day, actually, at Epcot with Darlene and Keith and Stuart and Michelle and uh, up until the dessert party and we did that. And, you know, I just, I found myself throughout the entire trip um, going around with people from from Twitter, from Facebook, uh, just the forums, and just hanging out and just having fun time and having new experiences and being able to experience the parks and cruise and everything with these people that I've talked to for such a long time, creating new memories and new experiences that were just amazing. It was the best trip I've ever had to Disney World
3: that that's exactly what you know we hoped for and wanted to hear and and I could tell you that I spent most of the illuminations party sort of just walking around and talking to people and the sense of excitement in the air was palpable and it was less about the the highly caffeinated drinks and sugar and fireworks as it was the anticipation of yeah this is it you know tonight is the last night the last sleep before the cruise you know and the great thing about it is because it was a new ship whether you were a first-time cruiser or first-time Disney cruiser or you were a platinum castaway club member it was a new ship Tony what was it like when you and your family finally stepped on board kind of what was your thoughts when you saw the atrium and was what was the first thing you guys did
6: oh we were blown away I mean we had we had been looking at photos of the ship being built. We were watching the live, uh, they had the video from the shipyard. Right from the moment they decided that they were building the ship, and you mentioned your cruise. we started. But uh, walking in, it was, uh, it was like, I honestly, truthfully, had goosebumps. It was remarkable when we walked in. They announced us, and everywhere I looked, it seemed like, every time you turned around, there was somebody who was part of our group. It was, uh, it was, it was amazing.
3: Yeah, somebody actually came up to me in the terminal and said, excuse me, are you the guy with the group that – did you guys buy out all of Deck 7? Because everybody had <laughs> black Deck 7 cool kids t-shirts in the terminal, it seemed.
6: Yeah, it was It was just getting to see everybody. And even before, it, the, the the nice thing about the having the meet of the month and then getting together for lunch, the cruise, everything really started on Saturday for me, just meeting everybody and then the – the lunch at uh, Via Napoli was insane. I sat with Becky and Lou, so it was like hanging out with Brangelina. You know, the flashes <laughs> are going off, and I'm cutting. <laughs> Did Becky didn't approve of her meal, so she took mine, and uh... <laughs> well, I gave it to, her. I offered it to her because
0: yeah, come on, it <laughs> was, at least uh, it cruise.
6: was it was Diva. fun. We there was so much going on, more of which we'll talk about later, I suppose. But it was really by the time we got to the cruise, it was all about the boat because I I felt like I would already met a. Almost everybody on the cruise at that point. I was talking to so many people; it was fun.
3: Yeah, the uh, the great thing about a group of this side size, in addition to being a challenge that Becky and I can certainly attest to, is that you you know there's a lot of familiar faces, a lot of people that you see. But everybody was able to have red lanyards, um, and so you're able to sort of easily pick out people in your group. So even if you didn't know them, you knew that you were part of the same community it was very easy to form some of those relationships. Uh, And what we did in order to sort of make that easy for everybody too, was that Becky and her team had set up a welcome center uh, over the 687 Lounge on uh, really my home away from home, which is in the district of, uh, of, uh, of deck four. And it was great because it had sort of that central location where people could come, they were able to get up there, get their credentials, that we had uh, stateroom tour sign-ups, we had a, a Dream Cruise bingo game, which is something that Becky does all the time to help people meet each other, and also allowed them to register for the door decorating contest and turn in their flags. And, and you could just see the excitement of the people as they came in, and, and Becky being able to do it there and sort of get people to meet each other one-on-one and then sort of in little groups too. We saw people sort of breaking away and already leaving together to go eat and st- go start exploring the ships.
0: Right. And, and that welcome center also served a couple other functions as well. We had an amazing amount of first-time cruisers. So we wanted to make sure to have a, a location where people who were cruising for the first time could come and ask questions and have a, a support system for, um, for the very first cruise so that they could get their answers quickly and then go off to enjoy the ship.
3: Yeah, and one of the things, too, which we didn't, which people didn't know before they got on board, was they got sort of a, a goodie bag, um, courtesy of MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Um, it was a, a, a drawstring backpack with the logo on it. You had your lanyard with the credentials in it, which also had a, uh, a little itinerary. Uh, what else was in there, Becky? There was a, um, a button.
0: Yep, we had buttons. We had um, the, the little Wave Phone holders. Oh, right, right, right. Which I loved those because the, the first couple of times we cruised, we have these wave phones that you can't put anywhere when you're walking around the ship. So, I had a carabiner on it, and and it was just easy for people to carry around their phones, which is nice.
3: That was yes, wonderful. Thank
9: you. I <laughs> thank you're welcome.
3: <laughs> yeah, and and it was we did a lot of that sort of with little um, little freebies and little surprises along the way. I think the first surprise that they got and the first question that they had was. In all of their uh, credentials and in their lanyard pouchers, and, and thanks, Colleen from M E I and Mouse Fan Travel for folding them all and sticking them all in the pouches, were the dream keys. Um, I believe that's when we started. Everybody yes. got a, a, their first dream key on the cruise.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, that's, yeah. that's yes. yeah. right. right no
3: one, no one knew what they were
0: yet at
3: that no, point. yeah. You see, so I, that's why I want to ask you when you got this this funny looking little business card sized dream key in your pouch. Um, you know, Mary Jo, did you have any idea what that was or what it was going to be used for?
7: Not a clue, not a clue. But I knew I wanted
3: a lot of them.
9: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted one to keep. I know, me too. I just had to sit.
3: <laughs> you knew that somehow it had more value than than the paper it was printed on.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, you did give us clues about that. So once I saw Dream, you because you said the key. And uh, once I saw Dream Key, I knew it was something to do with what you told us um, in the box a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so.
3: and what we uh, what we ended up explaining was that these Dream Keys would be things that you could win throughout the cruise, which would be redeemed for tickets uh, that we would draw for a number of different prizes throughout uh, throughout the cruise. And we'll talk about that more as we get to the farewell party. So... Uh, After you guys checked in, after you got all your stuff, a a lot of that day was really about the lifeboat drill. There was a sail away party up on deck and really sort of exploring on your own before the first dinner seating. And uh, what do you say, Becky? Probably 95, 97% of the cruisers... We're all in the same dining rotation. There was a lot of red lanyards at the 6 o'clock dinner seating. Definitely. There was a
0: lot of red lanyards, which was
3: Definitely. great.
0: It, all we needed was just a few more, and we could have taken over a dining rotation. I have a feeling that's going to be a goal for
3: later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of people looking around like, what's the deal with the – who are all the lanyard people? Um, but what did you guys do? that day? I mean, and Nolan, when you got on sh- on board ship, um, you know, you and Scott sort of skipping around arm in arm. What did you guys do when you got on board?
8: Uh, well, I um, went down and tried to get my scooter. I was the guy in the scooter. Uh, tried to get my scooter in the uh, room and everything, but that didn't really work out too well. But um, I just uh, wheeled around the ship and just looking around and just seeing the artwork and just, you just had to go around and just look at everything, because that was the first thing that came to mind. Just look up and look down and look around, and take everything in. That was my first instinct. And then of course I had to get some food because, come on, it's you know, free food everywhere. So, you'll get some food.
3: <laughs> so Scott, you had heard you know all the shows about the cruise. You probably watched at least a, a second or two of some of the videos that were posted. Uh, were the things that you were seeing when you got on board, whether it was your virtual porthole, the enchanted art, some of the decor, was it what you had expected or was it more or less than, than sort of what you had been led up to to expect?
8: Yeah, I had become quite educated about what, what was there, what all was available, you know, through the videos and various podcasts and whatnot. But yeah, when I got there, it, everything that I physically saw completely blew all that away. You know the the lobby, you know the, the chandelier inside that giant lobby, and and really right when I just uh, entered the ship, I was basically just wandering around, dumbfounded, just basically stumbling upon things that I had seen earlier. It was, you know, I, I really didn't have any directions that I was going to. I was basically just you know, wandering around, and and wow, here's this and that. And I remember seeing you know, some of the things that you had done through your video uh, live chats from the from previous cruises. And it was just amazing how how absolutely beautiful everything looked. It was, so, literally, I mean, it was amazing that I even made it to the deck party because I basically just stumbled <laughs> upon it.
3: <laughs> Mary, Joe, what about you and your family? This was really time for you guys to explore the ship. Um, did you do a little bit of that? Did you take part in any of the activities? You know, bring oh, your kids yeah. to the Oceaneers Club or or go to the Golden Mickey's uh-huh. that night.
7: Yeah, I mean, we uh, the first day we explored a whole lot and. One of the things that I was really concerned about was uh, getting into Apollo, and that was one of kind of the aggravations uh, prior to this cruise is not really having an opportunity to be able to book um, one of those special dining experiences prior to our um, sailing. So we had heard that if we went to the D Club that we could possibly get on a waiting list and I'd just like to say that that was like the easiest thing ever. Walked in there, I could have said, you know, 10 people, not a problem. They just called up to Paulo, and Paulo said, yeah, okay, be here at this time. And it was just simple. So we also explored like the kids' clubs. Uh, my daughter was in the edge, so we went up there and explored a bit, and that was just super cool. And she was so excited and uh, just kind of getting her feet wet with what uh, to expect for the coming four days and then we took our son down to um the oceaneers club and slash lab which gosh i wish i could have just spent you know a whole day in there myself i was so jealous of all the technology and fun things that he had to play with and you could just see the gleam in his eye he knew that you know he's going to get to spend some quality time in there he's kind of a techie so um he he definitely,
3: definitely enjoyed it. And the first night, February twenty seventh, actually happened to be the night of the eighty third Annual Academy Awards. They jumbled up the schedule a little bit and that night they had the Golden Mickeys as the first show. Did any or all of you go and see the Golden Mickeys that first night?
6: Yes. I went Yeah, yeah we I went also.
3: Yes, we did too. All right, so Becky, just you and I were the only ones who didn't go and see it. Uh Cajiano family. Uh, what did you what did you guys think of the Golden Mickeys? Now you had cruise before, so you would have you had you'd seen it once before?
6: No, I we've never done the Disney cruise. We did a cruise ten years ago, just Charlene and I to Bermuda, but never the Disney cruise. I was actually a little disappointed because the first night uh, my the boys, Jordan and Dylan, were so excited to go with the other kids, go Nick and Marion to the Oceaneers Club that we we let them go to the Oceaneers Club, and they actually missed the first show, which I thought was it was one of my favorites. And I was a little bummed out that the kids didn't get to see it because they loved the other shows. They loved Believe especially.
3: I thought you were saying that my kids were a bad influence. So,
6: but, but Tony, I, I was with you for during the Golden Mickey, so that kind of made up for it. It did because uh, it's, it's, it's magical to sit next to Scott Otis and hear him squeal like <laughs> a 13-year-old girl. And when Mulan came out, Favorite. I mean, he. It was. It was pretty. It was fun. We had yeah, a blast.
3: We'll get to to Scott squealing on on deck eleven and deck twelve uh, a little later on. Darlene, having um, having been on the ship and seen the Golden Mickey's and getting into that into the into the beautiful Walt Disney Theater, uh, which we'll visit again the next morning. Um, what were your impressions of both the theater and the show? I mean, was it something that you were expecting to see on a cruise ship at sea?
9: Not even close. I didn't think that anybody could do anything like that. I mean, it was like going to a Broadway show. I was amazed at the the, the characters and, and how well-themed everything was. And the, the theater itself was just absolutely beautiful. When I walked into it and just seen it, I was just like in awe, total awe. I just could not believe it. Um We thought that each show that was put on, you know, you didn't think that they could top it, but they they did. They topped each and every one of them, you know. Um, All those shows were fabulous. That's all I've, you know, I've been raving about the shows to all of my friends saying, if you guys ever go, you got to make sure you see the shows.
7: Lou, I really enjoyed the Golden Mickeys. Um, It kind of took me back to the last time we were on a Disney cruise, and Emily was about four years old and she got interviewed outside of the uh theater by the um what did they call that lady something rivers and she was interviewing uh some of the audience members and she was up on the uh, big screen inside the theater and so going back to see that again just kind of brought back all those memories and uh to see her now you know how much she's changed it she just kind of you know tugged at the heartstrings but I thought the show was wonderfully um, updated, and they had brought in so many um, new uh, Disney characters. Uh, They had uh, Rapunzel, and uh, what were some of the other ones? Bob Iger took Roy Disney's place in the show, and uh, just some really cool things that they had done with it. And I thought it was really awesome that they had the Golden Mickeys on the night of the Oscars.
3: That character and show was only topped by the characters and shows that were in the evening meetups every night at the district at about ten thirty. Um, it is a uh, it is something that repeated itself on the calendar every single evening. Uh, the first night was kind of a blur. I think not because I had had too many adult beverages, but because I think a lot of us were just so exhausted from getting up early and getting on the ship and exploring. It was a relatively quiet night in the district, that, that first night. Becky refreshed my memory. I didn't dance, yeah. did
0: I? No, you didn't okay. dance. No, but it was not relatively quiet. I, I think you, you did. Yeah, you, you relaxed. <laughs> there you go. You relaxed. It was, uh, a, it was a
3: great way to, to unwind with people and yeah. sort of wind our way through the different clubs and watch people explore Pink and Skyline. Um, did any of you guys go to uh, the district that evening Okay. Yes.
7: yes, yes. I think we started out in pink. It seemed like every night had like a little different thing. Yeah. We would start off in yeah. one place and usually end up in evolution.
8: <laughs> yeah, I think I went to Skyline that first night and stayed oh, there you did? for okay. quite a while. Personally,
3: yeah. Did you guys have any favorites um, as far as which? Because each each place has sort of a, a very different vibe to it. You know, pink, um, a little more. Quiet and feminine and relaxed. Skyline, a little bit more of a contemporary kind of thing. And Evolution, obviously, was the dance club. Was there one that you found was your favorite? Evolution. We. (laughs) I
9: have to say Evolution also, but we liked Pink because you could actually have a conversation. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Yeah, and I really. I I
9: personally like Skyline.
3: I I
7: really like the the mood in there and the drinks. It's really cool.
8: Yeah, the theming in Skyline was really nice, but just evolution, being able to kind of cut loose was great, but Skyline was good for just kicking back and relaxing and just, you know, letting the day unwind almost.
3: Yeah, Skyline is great. It's sort of a double-edged sword because you like the fact that it's small and intimate. On the other hand, you kind of wished sometimes that there was more room because we would sort of take over little corners here and there, and I felt bad because a lot of times people had to stand, and it's not the kind of environment that you will sort of stand at the bar. It's more of a pull up a comfy chair or pull up a comfy couch and just sort of lay back and relax. Uh, The next morning, February 28th, the Monday, was Nassau Day, but we asked people before they decided to get off the ship, if they did. I think a lot of people actually stayed on. Uh, We had our Welcome Aboard Our Dream kickoff meet um, in the Walt Disney Theater because it was the only place that would hold 500 people. So um, I was, uh, of all the things on the cruise, this is one that I was somewhat nervous about um, for two reasons. I was less nervous when Becky said, "Okay, Walt Disney Theater, you're going to get up on stage, you got two hours, go. And I just just stood there and I shook in, in uncontrollable fear. The thing that really got me nervous, though, was that prior to the cruise, uh, one of the people had contacted their agent at Mouse Fan Travel and said that they wanted to get engaged on board. Great, she said. Uh, For some reason, they asked if I would be willing to take part in it. And so they asked me, and I said, sure, I would. I said, but are you sure that you want me to be involved in something that's so going to be, like, part of the rest of your life, you know? And they said yes, and we decided we were going to do it during uh, the welcome aboard thing. So I was nervous because I don't mind embarrassing and humiliating myself, but if I blew somebody's engagement, that would really uh, that would have been a problem. That would have been something that would have stuck with me for a long time. Uh, really, what <laughs> we did though was we welcomed everybody aboard, we explained everybody what the dream keys were, that this sort of represented opportunities to win prizes along the way, and then Becky, we also revealed what the grand prize was. We had a lot of things. We had some limited edition inaugural merchandise. We had um, a lot of limited edition stuff. We had uh, some prints that we bought. I was also able to get from some friends who are uh, Disney artists who work for Disney some uh, hand-drawn sketches that they made specifically for us and specifically for the crews from people who actually created... Pins and merchandise and elements of the Disney dream. So it was great to have things from them that we were able to give away. Uh, one of the guys made this incredible drawing of Donald Duck on the aqueduct, um, which almost didn't make it on board. I think it almost ended up in <laughs> Becky's uh, in Becky's luggage. But, uh, Becky, the, um, the real big prize um, beyond just the uh, some of the other stuff that we gave away was the treasure chest. And again, because it was courtesy right. of MEI and Mouse Fan Travel... Tell them what they won, Becky Mangan. Megan.
0: It was very cool. We did a, a, a six-night stay at Walt Disney World with park hopper tickets and dining for up to four people. So it was a really nice little prize package for next year. With dining. This year or next year. With dining. With
3: dining. dining. I know, with food. <laughs> I don't even you care about the park ticket. Just, Just give me the food. <laughs> Just give me the free dining. Um, <laughs> So for you guys who were there on board with us and we were explaining what the dream keys were and stuff like that, was that stuff that you started getting excited about and we sort of explaining some of the different ways that you were going to win uh, sort of these random opportunities to throughout the cruise to play? I had written like 200 trivia questions, figuring I'd walk up to people and ask them trivia questions. Becky got mad at me because I was kind of just walking up and giving it people randomly in exchange for hugs and things <laughs> like that
9: yeah and they we were always questions we I did ask you questions around.
3: but so but Darlene, I asked you a question like what's your first name
9: <laughs> No, wasn't yeah. it in my screen name
3: <laughs> right, you asked your screen name and I gave it away, so um <laughs> But we also gave people the opportunity to participate in a scavenger hunt, um, a a scavenger hunt that we had created uh, where you could have teams of up to one to four people. Some answers were found on board ship. Some were found on castaway key. I said to people that we I wrote so many questions that I didn't expect you to finish them all. Some people took that up as a challenge. like, Oh, yeah. I'm gonna finish, and (laughs) that's all they did for two days was work on the scavenger hunt. Um, Badge of honor, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Some people were, you know, had a lot of fun with it. Some people were pretty hardcore. Um, (laughs) Scott Otis, I know you are a scavenger hunt guy. Um, What did Uh, you think of the uh, of the scavenger hunt?
2: uh, I think
8: y'all did a great job with that. It was, you know, I think 185 questions or something like that. 135 questions, uh, half of which were, you know, find this picture somewhere on the ship, and the other were questions that you would find somewhere on the ship. Yeah, I, I spent a good amount of time doing that, but it was a lot of fun for me, because that that's my kind of thing. It was, yeah, he was a lot of fun. He, left the, he didn't come back to the stateroom until like 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, there was one night Yeah, I did stay up until 5.30, uh, yeah. trying to fill out my... Wow. Sweater. Wow.
3: <laughs> <laughs> did, um... After closing down, evolution, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I would
7: say about the scavenger hunt that it really got you to notice the details more. And I really enjoyed that. But when I saw Tacy and James paper that night in the first night in evolution, I said, forget
0: this, i quit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some people definitely took up the challenge. Uh, when it they came took to... it
0: very seriously, that's for sure.
3: And I think it was yeah. more about just the enjoyment of doing it for them. Um, it wasn't, you know, we had three levels of prizes that included dream keys and varying degrees of onboard ship credit um, that were credited to your account so if you wanted to buy merchandise you wanted to buy drinks or whatever it might be uh, you were kind enough to donate a, a lot of different onboard credits uh, for the scavenger hunt prizes but it was a lot of fun for me watching people go around and having fun and really the point was to let people work together have fun together but also to explore the ship and I, and I think hopefully um, that the, the scavenger hunt certainly accomplished that Something else that took place during the Welcome Aboard was we drew drew the winners for the Mouse Fan Travel bingo. Uh, Becky, explain real quick what that is for people who don't know and sort of how you guys created that to give people a chance to start meeting each other early on.
0: Well, it's basically an icebreaker game where you have um, 12 squares and you have to find somebody who matches that square. For example, you have to find somebody who is um, an, an annual pass holder. So that makes you meet people that you may not know and ask them questions. Hey, are you an annual pass holder? Hey, are are you or have you been on a cruise before? So it really kind of gets you talking about like experiences and, and gets you to meet friends on a kind of a fast pace. And it's always been very successful at, at many of the groups that we've done.
3: It's a lot of fun because you'll have things on there like, you know, has cruised before, went to the D23 Expo, was at the Adventures by Disney or the uh, – adventurers club event so you're you're being forced to walk around and meet people and talk to people and you're right it very much works as a great icebreaker uh for those people who did win again they got dream crees, they got onboard credit and i think this is where we gave away the Polo brunch correct yes you were able yes. to arrange a a, a, po- a brunch over at Polo, which is the uh, the add-on sort of dining experience which um which was awesome, and we, uh, we had a couple of days later. We also did the judging of the flags, and what had happened was we had gotten so many flags submitted that first day <laughs> that the night before, uh, me and the lovely ladies from MEI and Mouse Fan Travel spent, oh, yo, so many hours in Becky's tiny little stateroom judging, what do you say, Becky, maybe 50 Flag? At least. At least. We had them all wow. over the place. Yeah, it was them crazy. Draped on furniture, on the floor, up on the walls. We had them everywhere. Trying to <laughs> narrow it down to a top five or top ten was nearly impossible. However, in retrospect, I can tell you that uh, at um, the Welcome Aboard at, at 687, uh, a, a, a young man walked in with a with his flag, and I happened to be standing by, where you turn in your flags for the judging. And at that point, I was ready to say, all right, everybody else, you might as well just... Unless you bring in an audio-animatronic figure on your flag, you might as well go home because this 14-year-old kid took about 60 hours to do a double-sided flag where he had cut out in little foam squares this beautiful image of the Disney Dream and created smoke, and there was lights that twinkled and music, and it played Steamboat <laughs> Willie and the Disney dream horns and... It walked, it talked, it, it julienned your fries. And uh, you can see that. I mean, he really, he said later on he wanted to be an Imagineer. Um, and you can see the work that he put into it. But we got the um, the top five up on stage. They sort of told their story. And through voting from the people in the audience's applause, uh, they judged the winners of the flag. The kid obviously won. Uh, that's where he gave away the second Apollo brunch and a bunch of other wonderful prizes as well. This is where things got interesting. (laughs) 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 I don't don't like any of you, by the way.
5: (laughs) But I didn't do anything. Here I
3: was thinking, look, I'm nervous because we sort of set up this thing that I was going to ask some trivia questions. We'd randomly select a person from a list and we'd call them up and I would ask them a really easy multiple choice trivia question. We called the first two people up and they won their tubes with the illustrations from the Disney artists well the plant was to call up the unsuspecting fiance to be up on stage and then somehow get her boyfriend up there um, so he can do what he was going to do not a problem. Not a problem. Not a problem at all. So we call her up now. I'm sweating. I'm sweating profusely, not just because I'm a sweater, but because this is the it, easy I, part. I, I didn't still know don't if we had the right like, so girl. Good. Was it her girlfriend? <laughs> was the guy like was he really on board with this whole cause I didn't speak to anybody beforehand. So she comes up and instead of me asking her a question like, you know, what are the names of the other two Disney cruise line ships? I ask her to name all of Disney's nine old men. And people in the audience are like, they're throwing tomatoes at me. They're like, you're a jerk. Why would you give her this question? So Becky and I sort of fall into our thing and and she says, Oh, she wanted to call up her girlfriend. We're like, Oh no, 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 you gotta call. We need we need a man up here. And she says, Oh, my don't call up my boyfriend. He doesn't know anything. And, says, oh. and so he's walking up the stairs and I'm looking to him for sort of the visual cues, like, yeah, don't worry, man, I got this. And um he he took the mic and said to her, I, I have a question for you. That's when people started to, to ooh and ah. Did any of you guys see this coming? Did anybody see no. it coming? No. No, not Whenever at all. He, no. No. Whenever
8: he said he had a question, I was like, okay, maybe. That was, that was for me. But...
3: Now, was that you or Scott Otis weeping uncontrollably in the audience? <laughs> that
8: was Oh, we were just going nuts.
3: I think that was me weeping. <laughs>
9: We all, <laughs> the whole place. The whole place just melted. It was, it was amazing. Awesome. Yeah. It was awesome.
6: Yeah. It was awesome.
9: That, that was so Absolutely. great of you guys to help him do that. I mean it yeah. that was yeah. that made I think their trip even more phenomenal. Because yeah. I, I know Angela and she had no clue that was coming.
8: I've got a picture of him down on one knee holding up Me the too. And her.
3: Yeah. That yeah. that was that was an
4: awesome moment. I saw pictures of that. Yeah, it's really, really sweet. I loved it.
3: <laughs> so speaking of not knowing what's coming, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, this, well, is this is This is awesome. You know, I'm done. This <laughs> is, you know, that was the hard part. It went off without a hitch. The rest of the cruise is going to be smooth sailing from here. Do a couple of cleanup <laughs> announcements, and then Becky grabs the mic. And it's, it's all yeah. over from here.
8: You guys. Ah, uh, fun.
3: Yeah, now the fun really well, see, begins.
0: And I gotta tell you something, Lou. I will totally I, the the engagement thing was very cool. Even though we hadn't talked to them, we relayed messages. You were stressed out about that one. That was a piece of cake. That was a piece of cake compared to keeping this huge secret from you <laughs> and trying to trying to undo all the things that you were trying to do to circumvent the thing that i was doing that you didn't know that i was doing and that was the big stressor for me so yes did you
3: see it coming at all i did not see it coming when you wouldn't let me leave 687 the welcome center the day before to go pee pee in the potty or get something to eat i'm like why can't i leave here i'm we're done and then fighting with my wife which i never do because we go to breakfast in the morning And it's like quarter after eight and I'm like, Well come on, finish up, we gotta go. Okay, the backstory really quick on that one is because I spring out
0: of bed at seven o'clock in the morning and I realize, oh my gosh, I've told nobody to keep their eye on Lou and (laughs) For those of you who, who don't know, basically what we ended up doing was was we had some audio visual that we had to set up in the theater, which required the assistance of, of the fine folks at Disney. So we had to get in there early, set up, run it really fast to make sure everything was going to work appropriately. So all I could see in my brain was Lou Mangiello showing up in the middle of the dry run to <laughs> spoil the surprise. So I spring out of bed. At 7 15, I pick up the phone. And I'm calling Tony and I'm going, Tony, Tony, seriously, call, have your wife call Lou's wife and tell her that she cannot let Lou out of her sight till 8 45.
6: Yeah. And then Charlene calls Deanna. I think she might have got Lou actually. And then she gives the phone to Deanna. Deanna. they make the plan. Diana's gonna keep an eye on Lou. He can't go anywhere till eight thirty. Charlene hangs up the phone and turns to me. She goes, Everything's taken care of. We're having breakfast with Deanna and Lou. I exploded in my room, like how am, I, I have to get away. I have to get away from this guy. And you're making an, a reservation to sit down at dinner, at breakfast with him. So, <laughs> and then Deanne and Charlene told us we were overreacting and everything. But um, yeah, it, the adventure started right there. That was the start of it. <laughs> it the morning, so it began. Uh,
3: nice, yes. Yeah, nice. And uh, I, I didn't see it coming. But speaking of arguing with my wife again, something I never do. Wondering why she's being. So stubborn in the morning, I'm like, why? If it starts at 8:45, why can't I get there at 8:15? I got to prepare. I'm nervous about the whole engagement thing. Seguing into welcoming into the show, my wife, saint to be, Deanna Mangello.
10: <laughs> Woo! Hi, everybody. Hey. Hi, Hello, Deanna. Deanna.
3: And the person who Partner. is responsible for the mess that was about to happen <laughs> right it was after a beautiful i feel
0: so satisfied right now for some reason
3: do, do you want to explain what um what happened we uh, with uh, we we're just talking about the the welcome aboard meet and how i was unsuspecting as to what was going to come next uh becky takes the mic and says that, that that's not it um go ahead and uh, becky tell us uh, tell us what happened next well, of course, this this is all your wife. i
0: I, I would love to take uh, a lot of responsibility for for this, but the great idea <laughs> was your wife. She came up with this wonderful thing several months ago and approached me and said, "Hey, do you think we can maybe roast Lou at the at the cruise?" <laughs> okay, so you know, immediately, part of my part of my instincts is going. Sure, and part of me is going, "Oh, this is such a bad idea," all at the same time, um, because I knew that there was going to be some something to pay later. Uh-oh. Um, but of course, I, I knew we built in an extra half hour, and I just stopped after, and I looked at you, Lou, and I put my arm around you because I knew I didn't want you to run, and <laughs> I said. That's not the only surprise we have on the stage today. And of course, we started with your brother, who uh, took the stage to tell a wonderful story or two about you and, and to let your listeners in on some of the wonderful aspects of your childhood, which, which we found
3: very entertaining. <laughs> I looked at him, I gave him the googly eyes, I'm like, dude, you make me cry sitting on the stage, I will shave your eyebrows in your sleep.
10: Which, remember, (laughs) I have been at many a family parties with his brother speaking, so I knew that his brother was going to come up with something so appropriate (laughs) for this (laughs) without embarrassing him too much.
3: Yeah, that'll Uh, come later. There's plenty of time for the embarrassment, don't worry.
0: <laughs> exactly.
10: Love those shorts. Okay,
0: yeah, there's, there's more about that later. Um, but of course, a lot of people thought when this whole thing went down that I had finally found Olga.
10: Yes. Oh, and I think so many,
0: I, well, you, you never know, Tammy. You never know. Maybe just on a cruise wasn't the most appropriate spot. But anyway. I'm sweating again, just so you know. <laughs> so, you know, Deanna, why don't you talk about, you know, how you took it
10: from there? Well, I I had so many ideas that I didn't know what to do, where to start first. So I have no PowerPoint skills whatsoever. And who is one of the best PowerPointers oh. in the nation happens oh. to tell be me. the one tell me who? The one Tell me who the only <laughs> Tony Caggiano. Okay. <laughs> So I thought to myself, "My God!" My husband always says to me, "If the machine is not over two million dollars, my my wife can totally not work it." So I said, you're an you MRI, know- "Just
3: so you know, you're, she's an MRI technologist. Yeah. That's not that we have two million dollar machines in in our house, exactly."
10: <laughs> so, um, so I contacted Tony, and I said, "Listen." Um, I, you know, I had spoken to Becky and I said, listen, I said, what do you think about roasting Lou on the cruise? And Tony's like, oh my God, that's
5: the best idea ever
10: <laughs> And I knew that he would do funny heads on funny bodies. And <laughs> so he's, I said to him, listen, what about if I send you a bunch of pictures of Lou growing up? <laughs> Tony was like, as many as you can send, send them all. <laughs> so
2: yeah.
10: that's where that ended up going. And I felt out of all people that couldn't come, um, that should have been part of this was Glenn Whalen. Absolutely. And so Tony had an idea of contacting him and I said, you know, what should we do with Glenn? And he's like, well, let me talk to Glenn. He's like, and we'll come up with something. Well, that was totally Glenn. He took the ball and ran with it. And I couldn't thank him enough. But he is such a big part of our family that I felt that it was so appropriate that he be a part of the whole experience being there so he did an absolutely fabulous job I feel too of course was- of, of course you did too tony so well, I, I was it, incredible
0: but... all of you, all of you did such a fabulous job so i I'd like to ask the people who were in the audience, <laughs> oh, no. did you guys see this coming and and yeah. out of you know when this happened in front of you, what were you guys thinking, and
3: of course, what was your favorite picture? okay, okay, wait a minute wait <laughs> <laughs> time out for a second. Let me go back because I gotta tell you when my brother got up, I was like, okay, I, I know my brother' will you know he'll do a great job he'll um he won't embarrass me too much. I will tell you, I got a little bit nervous when Deanna got up and started to speak, and you had notes. I had notes. Which (laughs) scared the bejesus out of me. And then I was like, okay, I've gotten through this pretty much unscathed. I don't think Olga's going to come out. Um, But then when Tony got up and he had a clicker in his hand, that's when panic set in. That's when the fear of God really, really hit me as to what was going on, that the roast of Lou was on.
10: Meanwhile, the pictures were like seventy-five times life size. Like you, I would ever think they were so big on that screen. It was like the best thing ever.
6: Well, if I could, something, say something quick. When we went down, Becky and I went down for the tech meeting that morning. She was, you know, just now she said she wishes she could take, take, take a blame for it, so to speak. Uh-oh. When they raised the, when the curtain raised, and I put the first photograph up there of Lou and I. <laughs> I'm up in the AV booth way above everybody and it's just Becky down there. She looks at the screen and she turned around and she looked like she was gonna get physically ill. She's like, oh, oh I, this is not my fault she's yelling yeah. sure he says, I didn't do this she's yelling oh. I love it. I, did, I couldn't when I saw the size of that screen asked Becky I started giggling like I was a little schoolgirl. I was, was like so, an
3: IMAX theater in there. It was
6: unbelievable Absolutely. when the screen yeah. when the when the curtain went up. Becky and I looked at each other and she put her head she just put her head in her hands like this is going to be so bad. <laughs> his
10: <laughs> his so Italian good. shorts okay. look like <laughs> pants. <laughs> exactly, well, I was I crisp gotta... and clear. <laughs> Tony, I, uh,
3: why don't you go ahead and and uh, briefly, Reader's Digest condensed version. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about your 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 really wonderful PowerPoint presentation.
6: <laughs> really, yeah, um, yeah. So when. uh when I was first called up, I as I walked up to begin with, I had the, I had my little uh, wave phone holder on, and I I didn't have my wave phone it. I actually had the clicker for, for the, uh, for the PowerPoint presentation. I walked up, and I could see the look on Lou's face was kind of anybody but Kejiano when they announced somebody <laughs> wanted to come on stage. But as I walked up, Lou's eyes w- went right to the clicker. He got his eyes got real big, and you got pale in the face, Lou. And that was when I just had a. That's when I knew I. I didn't have to even say anything. I knew I. Had to. I <laughs> yeah. had you with hello, Lou. And,
10: exactly. I uh, exactly. yeah. didn't have to say anything.
6: But yeah, but it was you know it was just uh Lou and Tony at Disney bromance, and I just had a. I just wanted <laughs> to profess my love, tell everybody how that went, and it was just a lot of fun to put together the photos and see the photos of you as a kid, and I took those were actually. The Photo of your head with the little boy that's actually me sitting on the street on Main Street when I was probably about three and a half years old. So, um, and I put your head on my, bro- on my brother's body. So, um, that was <laughs>
4: awesome.
3: well, so, yeah, I will was- tell you that, that the only thing going through my mind at a certain point when a couple of those pictures started flashing up on screen was I, I thanked God for the fact that we were at sea and that nobody had their phones and nobody could tweet. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, by the time we get back, everybody's going to forget about all these pictures and nobody will mention the Italian boy shorts. <laughs> nah, well,
10: and I'm, it's sure so was, wrong. I'm sure it was posted as that soon as That didn't happen, back. right? Yeah.
6: <laughs> when Deanna sent me the photos and I opened it and I saw that photo, I laughed out loud. Not just I mean, not like LOL, like everybody yeah. texted for the you. You know, know why?
10: Because you probably had the same pair. Who are you kidding?
6: <laughs> <laughs> I-, I tried to find a pair of Z Cavaricis with uh, what a photo size waist. Um... But yeah, they're they're tough to come by. I guess uh, you just don't get full figure Guidos anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't find a pair of characters. I wanted to show up in full Guido guard for the for the show, but I wasn't able. I have, to. A, f-
0: I have a feeling those are going to show up on a T-shirt somewhere. That just that picture. I swear. I,
6: I remain dubious. That's well, next. You, Becky, that's <laughs> next. next you. There
3: we go. Um, I was um. I was. I was truly. Hours. I I was touched, and I was. Uh, humbled by the fact that that uh, my brother and Deanna and Tony had taken the time to put this together and, and worked with Becky doing it. Uh, certainly didn't expect Tony t- to tell me to go and sit in the front row and, uh, and, and see a video from Glenn Whalen. I will tell you that when I came back... Uh, I think the words "post the wow. roast" was tw- trending on Twitter because I got that request <laughs> so many times. Um, I do not have the roast, but I do understand that it has been videotaped. And uh, if Tony and Glenn want to share what they have, I'm sure we could make it available to the uh, to the online listeners. And I
8: have to tell you, uh, regarding Glenn's video, I, he, that he he worked was really a hard on that. He, we went out several, uh, like three or four weekends, out to the Disney parks filming that thing. I actually played the part of 1984 <laughs> Cheryl Teague, <Keith, laughs> and uh, <he's, laughs> was it was hilarious. I mean, he, that guy is sharp as a whip. He, he's such a smart guy, and yeah, he, he, it, it was absolutely hilarious. And well, I, I got to tell you, Lou. Him. Go
0: ahead. Go ahead. I, I was gonna say, I, I got to tell you, Lou, that. I, because we had so little amount of time, I saw that first run of, of what Glenn had put together and it was it was pretty long. It was a nine minute thing and I I laughed so hard at what we're not he can't cut this. He can't yeah. cut this down. He's he can't edit it. It has to go so just, exactly every, as it's it was going. All so
2: well,
0: yeah, expect- it was all gold. So so you're you're lucky, Lou, that I, I kinda dropped all the wonderful loving things that I was gonna say about you. I'll, I'll have yeah. to save it for and another Scott, time. Scott,
10: I, I, I never had the time, I'm sorry, to say thank you so much for, oh. I know you put a lot of time and your, a lot of effort into that as 1974 yeah. re- Cheryl Teagues, and I really...
8: It really was all Glenn, I assure you. I, same, I was there, I, I helped, I helped to, to videotape it, but it was. I can tell you it was all Glenn.
6: Well, yeah. when well. Glenn sent me the link to the video, he sent it to me like 11 o'clock at night, and or 10 o'clock at night, and I called him up and we were talking for a half hour about it. And then I think it was probably a few days later, Lou was working at the restaurant. So Lou posted that he was at the restaurant. So all of a sudden my phone goes off and it's Becky on the line saying, Lou's at the restaurant. She saw his tweet. So we gotta get Deanna and the three of us have to discuss what's happening. I call Becky, I call Deanna, and she's having Deanna, you were having dinner at the restaurant with Lou, I think, at the time. Yeah. She picks up the phone and <laughs> like, I'm with Blue. <laughs> I, <laughs> nice. I didn't even know. We so we finally get together and we talk. And the only thing I could tell Deanna and Becky at that point was I was like, I saw Glenn's video. I have to redo my entire presentation. <laughs> i uh, Didn't I say that? I honestly said yeah. I have a lot more work to do.
0: You sure did. A you sure a did.
6: I mean, and I, then Deanna I just, and I watched it. At, I think we watched it. What was it? Like, midnight we put it on. We it was like simulcast. We both <laughs> play on our laptops, and Same we watched time. It together. And I literally woke the children up. We were laughing so loud yeah, together. Yeah, we were laughing
3: so hard. I don't know how you guys kept it from me. I can tell you, I literally, I never saw it coming. I had <laughs> no idea. You um, had too
10: many other things awesome. on your plate.
3: I, I did, but I, I am. Uh, Just I,
10: wait to see what we have in tail for you for the next one. Uh, Shh, sure. Diana, quiet. Sorry. Shh.
0: I did like. I, to I wait. Wait. do. I want to just do a quick shout-out to Chris Siliopoulos who did the one thing that I could have contributed to it. And you did have only – you had two eyebrows on it. He he did a sketch (laughs) for us that was us on the aqueduct and you flying off the side of the ship. And I just wanted to say (laughs) shout-out to him because that was a really cool sketch that he did. So I hope you enjoyed that as well. It's probably going to show up on a T-shirt somewhere down the line.
3: (laughs) And I'll be sure. And I'll post it in the show notes too. I'm going to put a link to a lot of stuff in the show notes this week, including Chris's awesome drawing. So –
0: Yeah, do you realize we're still on day one?
3: Just Um. saying. It's day two. We're on day two. All right. So let's move on. Let's move past the roast. Wait, wait, I have
4: one more, more quick thing. The reactions of everybody in the audience were hilarious. I was sitting right next to Mojo, and she was laughing hysterically. I, I, it was so funny to watch everybody laugh hysterically at this video. Even my dad was like – he had tears in his eyes. It was so funny. I that did too. So I just wanted to say that really
3: quickly. You know that the Blair laughter the- was at my expense and, and hurt me deeply, but that's
4: okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
0: <You'll> <laughs> It, it was awesome.
3: It was awesome. It, 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 uh, it was, you know, I, I'm, I'm very much able to laugh at myself. So it was really, it meant a lot to me that you guys took the time to do that and share it with 500 of our friends. Anyway, moving on. It was day two. It was Nassau Day. Let me ask you guys this. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't get off the ship in Nassau. It really is a great day to sort of take the time and explore the Disney dream. Um, any of you guys, did you get off in Nassau at all? We no, did not. Nobody. Okay, yeah, so that seemed to be a trend for a lot of people. I think, uh, especially if you have young kids, unless you go over to Atlantis or something like that, uh, you know, there's shopping and there's touring, things like that. But was was the idea, uh, Darlene, to stay on board and just sort of take the time and explore, explore the ship? And if so, what did you do?
9: Uh, yes, that was my main goal was, you know, it was only a a five-day Yo know, tour, and I wanted to get in as much of the ship as possible. And with being a first-time cruiser, I wanted to be able to take everything in slowly. So that's what we decided to do. We had a really nice breakfast, and then we started walking around um, all the decks and checking out all the pictures and all the animated art and seeing how they put it all together, it's just amazing how each floor had something different. Um, And the collection of of pictures they have of Walt Disney himself is just amazing. Um, And then we checked out the stores. We checked out, of course, the food areas. Um, We found a nice spot on the deck for my husband to sit out of the sun. And I went and found my spot aligned in the line for the aqueduct.
3: I was gonna say the aqueduct, that was sort of a big day for a lot of people to ride. We actually had a, a sort of an aqueduct ride a thon after a pin and vinylmation meet on deck eleven. Again, we tried to make something for everybody, you know. So if you were a trader, if you wanted to, you know, go out and do things as a group, we had a lot of those things available as well. Nolan, you and I shared a lot of magical moments. Not only did I buy you your first shot ever in in uh yeah. Not first shot ever in Evolution, but just your first shot ever. But you and I, I swore to you months ago that if I had to carry you up the stairs, you and I were going to ride the aqueduct together. We did. Um, Tell me what your impression of the aqueduct was after seeing all the videos and hearing all the hype about it for so long.
4: And riding it with Lou Mangello too. Uh, Well,
8: (laughs) the videos don't do it justice. They really really don't. I was able to make it up the stairs okay because it was a slow enough line. That was the good thing. Um, but once you got up there, it's just like, I'm actually doing this. And then, of course, you sat in the back, and I was in the front. And uh, and then it was a little odd having Lou Mangiello's legs wrapped around my
2: head. <laughs> 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 um,
8: you know? And you go out, and you hit the loop. And I'm looking out, and I'm looking down. And I laughed the entire way and, and you could attest to this, I laughed the entire way. It was just pure fun and just, it went by a little too fast just for from, from my head, you know, but being in there was just looking around and just seeing everything and it, it's just one of those experiences you have to have um, and, and that's what I want to tell everybody that hasn't been there's they're gonna go on the next cruise do the aqueduct and do it multiple times because it is just a phenomenal experience. Um but yeah and having Lou there was just icing on the cake of course because he's laughing, and I'm laughing, we're just giddy and floating down through the aqueduct and it's it was just a blast and I it's one of those great memories that I will never ever lose. And I'm very happy that I got that memory.
3: Well, and that, and that was part of the fun is being able to ride tandem. You know, offers such a, a different experience than going solo. You and I got to ride together. I know Mary Jo and my wife got to g- ride together. Tony Caggiano, did you also have a uh, a riding companion?
6: Yeah, I was lucky enough to uh, be blessed by the president, of Scott Otis on my <laughs> ride. And I, you know, I get up there and they put us on that little conveyor belt before they shoot you into the tube. So you know, I'm I'm waving my arms and I'm making. I get everybody up there yelling and cheering for us and. <laughs> As we shoot down the tube, I could hear some little girl out there screaming. And we get to the first uh, water jet, and that little girl is still screaming in the tunnel with me. And, yeah, it was Scott. He was, he was, uh, it, was, it was six octaves higher than any grown man should be able to make the sound. But we had a blast. And then as we're coming through the final turn, I'm like, we start going back and forth. We get it up on the wall, and I hope the video came out good because as we came out, you know, it was like a bad wreck at Daytona. It was we were <laughs> on our heads and the, in the air, and Jamie's videotaping, and he's, you know, he's like, "This is great video." He's waving his arms. It was a blast. We landed on our faces at the end, but we had a good yeah. time. We laughed. <laughs> we really we really honestly awesome. laughed the whole entire way down.
3: And that seems to be the reaction of, of everybody that ro- that rode. Mary Jo and Deanna, you guys rode together. The pictures I have for you guys, you're you guys are all teeth and all smiles.
10: That was, it was just. It was was the greatest because I fortunately enough that was my first ride was with you of course my running my favorite favorite running buddy uh, was you with you so we just had a blast and you know may I yell all the time so and and we
7: screamed and laughed and screamed and laughed and it just goes by so fast and someone asked me when i got home you know what was it like looking out at the ocean i'm like uh i didn't even look that way i was the whole time trying to wave at people down at the pool and you know so excited to be up there for um what is it like four stories high above the the deck and it's just it's so fun
6: yeah, when Charlene came off from riding with Deanna, she was c- laughing till she cried. She was crying. And I said, what? And she said she had the best time in the world, and that Deanna literally screamed the whole entire <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I know. Charlene was beside herself laughing. She said, I yeah, think that if,
3: if um. Deanna and Scott Otis rode together, they would break the aqueduct they would like break. shatter it <laughs> like a memorex tape.
10: <laughs> what I do have Short to say too about the aqueduct is that When we got on the ship for the media cruise, um, the height requirement was 48 inches. And my kids were so disappointed because neither one of them could get on. So, you know, we made the best of it. And there was the Mickey slide. And Nicholas just loves that. And so did Marion. But Marion was like, you know, I really want to get on that with you, Mom. And I said, well, Marion, I said, don't worry. I said, you know what? You'll be tall enough soon enough. Well, when we got on the ship the second time... They lowered the height requirement to 42 inches with an adult. And they gave the kids these arm wristbands so they could just keep riding and riding. It was like you gave my children like the best Christmas present ever. Marion and Steve Drew went on the aqueduct like seven or eight times in a row and they just had a blast it was just the cutest thing in the world and she didn't want to go on with anyone else her and steve and they would get up there and they would yell like all these hysterical phrases before they would go down like see ya wouldn't want to be ya <laughs> <laughs> One time. so who was the pineapple
2: and
10: who was the coconut in that <laughs> scenario <laughs> marion was the coconut and steve was the pineapple if i do recall
7: okay <laughs> just to um,
3: make sure I understand. Yeah. I um I actually didn't get a chance to participate in the Aqueduct ride and Becky was able to find an excuse for not riding as well because at this point, the door decorating contest <laughs> entry deadline had come, and we needed to start walking every deck back and forth to, to judge. <laughs> I, I mean, Becky, how many doors total were there that we ended up having to judge? I mean... Thousands. There, there were thousands. A <laughs> Okay, I'll go with that. That works. I will tell sure. you, after walking back and forth, it's a really big ship.
10: <laughs> he hasn't ran the full marathon yet either, folks, <laughs> and I don't think I see it in his future.
3: <laughs> I did, and it just took a couple of hours on the decks of the Disney dream. But, Are Becky, the cool thing about that was seeing the creativity and the enthusiasm of so many different people and the... You can see that they did it either individually or as couples or as complete families, putting together some really well-thought-out, very well-themed, very creative doors.
0: It was a hard judging process. There was so many great ideas, and I was actually amazed with all the stuff that was um, put on the doors that people could actually open their doors to get in and out of (laughs) their stateroom. There was so much stuff. It was so cool.
3: Yeah, one yeah, of I believe the re-
7: Mark, Mark Lorenzo had like magnets on the front and the back side of his door. He had so many.
3: <laughs> Some people had it on the ceiling. <laughs> on the ceiling. Some yeah. had it on the ceiling on the top of their door. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I think
8: he said he had problems with security getting through security at the airport because of yeah.
3: I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm
9: we, sure. Did, we did too. We did too. I did not. I oh. did not.
3: So Darlene, did you guys did you have a lot of magnets or did you have just a few and then just put a bunch of stuff on your door?
9: We had all the magnets already on all of our pictures and everything. So I was all set and I put mine right in a manila envelope and I had it right in my carry on. They didn't question me at all, but I I was like, and we were kind of surprised because we, Keith actually brought another roll of magnet tape because we had heard that they slide off the door and that didn't happen either. So the stuff that we bought was awesome. And I, Sorry if I, like, you know, when I opened up the door on you guys, I was like,
3: oops. As we were judging some doors, some people like Darlene heard us sort of milling around outside the door and oh, opened no, I it up. Oh, I
9: was going to iron a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, Lou, Becky, what are you guys doing here?
3: We're stalking you, of course. <laughs> uh, Mary Jo, you now, and we sort of will reveal at the end, we were not able to pick a winner. Um, after literally hours of looking at doors and trying to decide, the judging committee was unable to pick a winner. So we picked multiple winners, and one of them was Mary Jo. Mary Jo, do me a favor. Describe briefly, so we don't make it a six-hour show, although we're halfway there. Um, What sort of your, when you heard about the door decorating contest, what your thought was as far as concept or theme and what your door ended up looking like?
7: Well, my concept originally, I started thinking about what the Disney dream was all about and how I'm kind of living a Disney dream constantly, and that's kind of where it all started. So um, I basically um, made a collage of all my Disney dreams, of all the Disney dreams that I've ever had, and um, the title of my door was The Collins Family Presents Living Our Disney Dream, and it was just – merely 600, 100, about six hundred one inch squares of in memories and those included pictures, brochures, maps, fast passes, just all kinds of stuff that I collected over the years and um I even had some Tiny Kagiano style pictures included. And I had like a little hidden Mickey treasure hunt where uh you had to find the hidden Aaron Burke and the hidden Steve Drew and the hidden <laughs> Jeremy Marks and even, a uh, Johnny Depp on there. So, uh, the real Johnny, Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, I, just, you know, memories from the time, the very first time I ever went to Walt Disney world to the times my children went, even when Andy, uh, went to Disney world and Andy went on the Disney, uh, cruise. So, um, Everything that we've ever experienced that related to Disney and what it meant to us.
3: I have to tell you, we, we were very impressed by what we, we were. The, the toughest part was the fact that we were impressed, Becky, by so many doors. Trying to narrow it down uh, was, was nearly impossible
0: it was it was impossible not even nearly impossible we i mean we stood out front of of Mary Joe's door for what 20 minutes just kind of looking through everything and and taking it all in and and the amount of work and creativity that went behind so many of these doors there was just no way we could pick a winner there was just no way yeah, yeah so they we, were
3: really they were really good all of them yeah and, them. and so like Tammy did you find yourself sort of walking around looking at some of the other doors too sort of not as a judge but just sort of uh, wanting to see what other people did, sort of, it was something else to look at, like its own little bit of enchanted art.
4: Yeah, uh, I did. I did walk around. Um, I did walk around, like on the other end, in the front of the ship. So I got to see a lot of doors. I got to see a lot of tiggers, a lot of poo, just like little magnets on the doors, and they all looked wonderful. And it was awesome to also participate in the contest too, because. Because our door was – it was so tough to make. We did the Monsters, Inc. door. We did Boo's door. And the light – we actually had the physical light on top of the door. And it's only supposed to last 24 hours, and it lasted the entire cruise from start to finish. And it actually – the battery went dead when we were about to leave. Well, and and that's the
3: thing. Like people were making their doors Some people, it was more about their personal memories. Some, it was about WW Radio. Some people, it was just about different creativity. One person designed their door to look like an iPhone. They made magnets to look like apps. (laughs) That was so cool. And the the time was 2:27 for February 27th. And the percentage of the battery was 98% for when (laughs) the Disney Cruise Line launched. I mean, super, super creative. Other people had games on there. They had whiteboards. They had different sort of interactive stuff that you can do. Uh, and that's what made it uh, a lot of fun for us to judge. And I can tell for the people that did it, a lot of fun for them as well. Um, moving on quickly through the rest of the day, we're going to talk about dining a little bit later on, sort of just as a, a general overview of what you guys felt uh, for dining. There was another show that night. Does anybody remember? I don't recall. I don't have the navigator. What show no was no the the Mickey. tonight?
4: The villain. Yeah. We oh, the, oh, we already the, discussed Yeah, yeah it yeah. was Villains
3: of Sorry. <laughs> so the second night was, was the villain show. Um, and then, again, later on in the evening, this is when things in the district really started to pick up. This is when <laughs> it, it was really, like, 150 red lanyards and, like, one other guy. And <laughs> yeah. so uh, details of the stories from the district and Evolution that night are really immaterial at this point, probably because they'll embarrass me once again. Uh, suffice it to say, this was the first of three nights in a row that not only did we close Evolution and we being yeah, sort of yeah. the WW Radio group, but it was so to the point that we were there an hour later and they were literally vacuuming around our feet. Um,
8: <laughs> but but I know... Uh, we were there until 3 a.m. each night. Yeah,
3: yeah. But uh, the uh, the next day was one of the days I, I, a lot of us I think were looking forward to because people especially don't get off in Nassau. The day at Castaway Key is something that people really look forward to to get out on Disney's private island, enjoy the beach. Uh, we had a bunch of different meets planned throughout the day. We had a sort of a group meet over at Pelican Plunge, which is the new sort of uh, water slide that's there. We had a snorkel dive, an ice cream meet. But the thing that I I will always remember, and the thing that was just so cool was in the morning we had pretty much almost everybody gather on the beach in front of the Disney Dream for a group photo, Uh, and to see so many people out there in their cruise t-shirts and their red lanyards and the guys from Disney getting up on the cherry picker so they can get us and the Disney Dream in the background uh, was just awesome, and that was one of the few pictures I purchased from Shutters because I wanted to make sure... That I had that and could take that with me, and uh, I just thought that was awesome.
6: Yeah, that was. It was just fun to be a part of that, getting everybody on the beach. It was fun. We got out there. Everyone was so excited for the Castaway Key morning that everybody was excited about the photo and just walking around for a few minutes before the actual photo and talking to people who now everybody had kind of broke the ice and knew each other a little bit, had a little story to tell. We had it was it was a lot of fun being part of that too.
3: Darlene, what'd you think of Castaway Key?
9: Oh, um, I didn't picture it as big as it actually was. I was thinking like a small little island because everybody always says Disney has a small little island. Well, it's actually huge. <laughs> um, I thought it was actually, it was beautiful. Um, the greenery, the, the sands were clean. The water was beautifully blue. Um, they had everything. If you... If you couldn't find anything to do, that was basically your own fault. They had bike riding. They had snorkeling. They had uh, water bikes. They had parasailing, um, the Pelican Plunge. Uh, They had tons of food. Ice cream was delicious. Um, And so many lounge chairs. We didn't have a problem finding a lounge chair. Everybody said you had to go and search for a lounge chair. We found lounge chairs no problem.
3: Yeah, and, and and that's the thing about Castaway Key, you're right, is that you can do as much or as little as you want. i, I got to tell you that one of the—you um, know, the cruise was very hectic. There was a lot of running around. Becky can certainly attest she's still recovering from uh, <laughs> just how exhausting the cruise was. But I have to tell you that one of the things that I enjoyed the most was sort of our, our snorkel dive. Um, a, a small group of us had gotten together, rented snorkeling equipment, and went out to the beach to do a snorkel dive. And what Disney does is they have a number of buoys set up uh, sort of at different distances out where you can find little sunken remnants of uh, boats and ships. Uh, there's a Mickey statue out there. There's a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea sub. And just sort of you know, going out there with a bunch of guys and, and standing on the 20,000 Leagues sub sort of bring it back to sort of old-school Walt Disney World. Um, I, I know Tony and Scott, you guys, were there um, that, for me, was one of the things that, that was a highlight of the cruise for me, a simple thing like the snorkel meet.
8: A, yeah, it was just a real special time. A bunch of us guys out there, just a bunch of friends just snorkeling out there, joking around, and and tons of fish, you know, in the in the boats down there. It was quite amazing. What did you think, Tony?
6: Yeah, it was, to, seeing the sub was a blast. Lou and I, luckily it wasn't too far beneath the the surface, but... You know, we had the light the neck vests on, and we blew some air in there to help you float. So, at first, Lou and I are trying to dive down to see this, to see the, to look in the portholes, and we're struggling and we're fighting. And before we realize, we have inflatable vests around our neck. We're so excited that we're fighting for five or ten minutes to try to dive. So we let the air out, but it was just fun because we would go down, look in the porthole, look at each other, go up to the surface, and be like, "We could have rode this when we were kids." We're right back down, ten feet. I'm sure we did. Come up and lose, like isn't this awesome? We go right back down to the bottom. We did that for 15 minutes, you know, till we were completely out of breath. But it was uh, it was fun. It was it's that was probably one of the highlights of the entire cruise for me as well.
3: Yeah, it it was for me until I realized how far shore really was on the way back. How far the cookies to barbecue was, and me with my little legs trying to flap my little fins and get back was very difficult. Yeah.
6: We're, we're kicking and and you know you got your head down you're breathing. Also, I look up and Lou's got his head up. He goes, "I think we're in a riptide. I think we're in a riptide. <laughs> 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 we're being sucked like out to see. They're <laughs> <miles> away. <laughs> <laughs> they're moving. The, the shore is moving. We're caught in a riptide. It was just and Jonathan Grant's screaming. He's flopping around there. It was it was. We laughed the whole way out and the whole way back. Yeah. Speaking
4: about that cookies restaurant, that had really good food and they had free ice cream there again as well. So it was it was delicious. So. I what was surprised
3: Steve there was any food left because if anybody happened to watch the 24 hour live show, uh, you may remember Steve Drew, who ate a kitchen sink <laughs> by himself in 17 minutes. Yeah. I got online mistakenly behind him when he ordered three cheeseburgers, one of them being a double yeah, cheeseburger.
6: No, four
3: cheeseburgers. Yeah. Oh. Are you serious? What oh was the Four cheeseburgers, one of them was a double, two hot dogs, like a whole chicken, and. Like couscous. One drink. Couscous. <laughs> and a diet 10.
2: Wow. <laughs> right. oh, oh, By the time
8: I had taken my second bite of my first hamburger, Steve Drew had finished three of his hamburgers. Wow.
10: Uh, my, my goodness. My
8: I yeah. I the two uh, trades was enough for me. He's like my Yoda. I love him. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I was going to say he's more like a job at the hut, but I, I didn't yeah. want to. So. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about uh, Castaway Key was that it just seemed to go so fast. You know, Castaway Key seemed to go so fast. We were there um, until. Becky, what time are you normally at? The boat, I think, departs at 5. They want you on board at maybe four? 4. At like, yes, 4 30, 4 45, yes, 5 I'm o'clock like departure. That. Yeah, that's why I like the, the Disney cruisers that sort of are the double dip. The two day, the five day cruisers that are two days at Castaway Key are my favorite because I don't get off in Nassau and there's, you know, I, I sort of like that. Downtime, however you want to spend it on Castaway Key.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I really like just the enjoying. tram rides.
7: Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I enjoyed hanging out with Lori and her husband and just kind of chilling out and watching our kids go over to the Pelican Plunge, which is like this platform that has these two awesome slides on it and just watching them laugh and carry on and just swim back and forth. And then Kim Knight, uh, took me over to her private cabana, which was so cool. And I just happened to see that Becky had one as well. So I was like, Oh, this is how the other side lives. Well,
3: wait, and- Did, <laughs> okay, let me go back to your, to your wait, watching the, the kids, the, watching the kids meet. That was more, I think Tony described it as the Desperate Housewives cocktail meet. Because-
4: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah, did, anybody- else, but- yeah, did anybody see Tony and Lou go down this Pelican plunge slide? You-, you guys like came at and you made a big splash. It was so fun to watch. When we got out of the water, Lou gave us uh, dream keys while we're in line, and they were soaking wet. <laughs> the, the I didn't notice really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously they're gonna be soaking wet, but the paper was blowing off. So when we handed it. I think it was um, Vicky. I'm not sure. But when we handed them, and she's like, "What are these?" and I'm like, "They're soaking wet." Uh, dream
3: keys that Lou Mongeau gave us. Just ask him. <laughs> said, <okay. laughs> so. Which I promptly redeemed for double the amount of dream keys uh, <laughs> later on in the day. But you know, and and that night there was the um, the Jeff Civilico show again. We closed Evolution, uh, but that's when it sort of started hitting people. Like, wait a minute, this cruise went by really fast, it's, and like tomorrow yeah. is the last day. Yeah. How did that happen so quickly? Dolly, did you? At night. Was that I was gonna say? Was that Pirate Night yeah, too? It was, yeah, that it was pirate, pirate Night. night.
9: Yes, yep. that was Pirate Night. Yeah, that was Pirate
3: Night. Obviously, there's uh, Pirate Optional attire at dinner, and then there's also the uh, the different Pirate parties that take place out on deck. The Pirates' Life for me, the Pirates in the Caribbean show, and the Buccaneer Blast, and then uh, Club Pirate, which is sort of the uh, later night sort of dance party up on deck. I believe they're That's still the I only heard. one that has the fireworks at at sea. Um, And so one of the things that we were doing when we were putting the schedule together was, you know, having cruised before, we were cognizant of the fact that there's a lot of things that go on on the ship that, uh, you know, either on the schedule or aren't on the schedule that we didn't want to conflict with. And we said so many times early on that we didn't want to schedule too much because we didn't want to take away from your ability to have your time on your own, have your time exploring the ship and doing things like the Pirates in the Caribbean meets and sort of the other stuff that was going on throughout the day and the evening. I mean, because it was always something happening from 7 o'clock in the morning until, as we show, 3 o'clock at night. Nolan, did you kind of feel that there was a sort of a a good striking of the balance between group events and your ability to do stuff that Disney had on its own schedule? Oh,
8: yeah. Um, No, it was was a good balance because I felt like we were able... We were given an opportunity to be able to get together and find each other throughout the day and do things together, you know, as far as the group stuff goes. But we still had enough freedom to where we could look and say, you know, I want to go check out this show. I want to go check out this show. Um, I remember going to the um, Anyone Can Cook uh, session one day, uh, doing that. And that was a lot of fun. That, that was uh, something I really enjoyed. We had the ravioli. lobster ravioli oh so good (laughs) but um and it it was it was a good mix because you could always find somebody to do some of the stuff that's just for the ship um or you could do it on your own of course but it it was a it was it really was a great mix of uh togetherness but separate and do your own thing wander have fun so I, i enjoyed it i really did
3: yeah, a couple of people said said they had gone to the whiskey tasting, and the only people in there were WDW Radio Cruisers. So, <laughs> I I had a surprise, surprise! Tasting. You know who would have been there if it was a rum tasting? <laughs> <laughs> I was R-tasting. at the anyone can eat meat. I wasn't at the Don't anyone worry. can cook meat. So, but yeah, the uh, you know day four came upon us very very quickly, and I, and it was funny because I kind of got the sense that people were all of a sudden trying to cram and do as much as they possibly could. Uh, I had scheduled a, a 9.30 meet, sort of it was a, a throwaway thing, I thought, uh, over at the Cove Cafe to grab a cup of coffee. That was one of the most popular meets, I think, because people wanted to sort of continue that sense of community and get as much stuff in and certainly get uh, the coffee and free answers to the scavenger hunt as well. <sighs> Wow. I know, Becky. I know it changed you <laughs> as I was we're walking, walking around giving away dream keys like they were going out of style.
8: Yeah. That poor guy that got stuck in the middle of that, oh, I don't know if <laughs> anybody else saw him. He was sitting oh, there in the lounge chair asleep and we just surrounded him. And okay. he finally wakes up and looks around going, what the heck is going on? <laughs> and he finally, he finally just got up and left because everybody was over there surrounding him. He didn't know what happened. It was hilarious watching that.
3: <laughs> yeah, the thing I like about the um, the at-sea day was, you know, people were starting to wind down. A lot of people spent a lot of time up on deck, so you were finding and, and getting a chance to talk and meet a lot of people either by the pool or by the aqueduct or by some of the other meets that we had on throughout the day. Uh, I, I know, Becky, you guys were still doing stateroom tours that day that that turned out to be one of the more popular things uh they had a chance to tour pretty much most of the different categories including and this is where we really let a little golf clap for becky for taking one for the team they were able to tour your suite in the roy disney suite as well
9: gorgeous beautiful suite yeah
3: we will have a pity party for you there next time
0: (laughs) (laughs) i need to win the lottery (laughs) come on somebody had to take the bullet really you know i you
3: know, think anybody it's... i think anybody on this call would have taken that bullet for you, just <laughs> so you
0: know.
6: i appreciate that you did it becky
0: it was yes. great to be able to share. I mean, uh, not just, you know, there, there were several people, including Lumangello giving up his one-bedroom suite to show people the, the different types of staterooms that, that were on board so that those who didn't book a uh, an inside with the virtual porthole actually got the ability to see it. And then, of course, being able to share the suites and, and to show off the, the Roy suite was really, really fun. It, it was great to be able to, especially with so many people on board, to be able to open it up. So, you know, kudos to those who gave up their um, their staterooms to, to show it off to others. I thought that was really cool.
6: If I could say one thing, Becky, when you were doing – I think it might have been earlier in the trip, though. You were using Lou's room for the tour, and Lou and I are way up on the top, and his, his uh, wave phone went off. We're about to get on the aqueduct. And he, you needed his room key, I think it was, wasn't uh-huh. it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We go, we come, Lou goes sliding down. I come down with Scott. We get off. There's Becky, all dressed up. She's ready to do her stateroom tour. She has her nice MEI shirt on, her a pair of khakis. Here comes yeah. Lou, straight off the aqueduct, and just tackles Becky, soaking yeah. wet, he gives her a big hug, picks her up off the ground, and she's like, really, really, I, he is so, dripping from head to so toe, from toe. From head, toe. And he goes, oh, head to, to, toe. to <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's So, so hard. That was awesome.
3: You, you, oh, God, 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 <laughs> love you. And you know what? It only gets really? better later on in the evening. Really? Yeah, I know. Um, keep going,
0: keep going, Mangello. Seriously. Yeah, well, I, and listen, I, you know, I
3: know that we're starting to to skip over a lot of stuff, and and there was a lot of of other meets and events Payback. and stories and things like that that happened. Yes. Um, we did have a a farewell Video. party
0: on video on a droid just saying move
3: I, on i know i'm moving i'm moving forward <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did want to sort of thank everybody and say goodbye and uh and becky was generous enough to help throw the farewell party that we had appropriately enough in evolution on the last day and i think a lot of people were surprised uh when they came in and it wasn't just sort of an empty venue There was uh, a free wine and beer and soda for everybody. There was a a big buffet set up right in the middle of the dance floor. Uh, You know, again, that's where, Becky, we were giving out the prizes for the door decoration contest. We also Mm -hmm. had uh, the drawings for some other prizes as well. We we had a lot of other things sort of in the prize closet. Uh, Some physical things, some experiential things. Um, I think we gave away a... Dinner in Walt Disney World with you and I somewhere mm-hmm. one night. I think we might be going to this to Victorian Alberts, if I remember correctly. <laughs> we're we're gonna we <laughs> going to try. We are going to try. That is such a win win for me all around. Um, <laughs> we also gave away uh, I gave away a couple of uh, tours. And then the at the end, we saved the best for last. We we had the drawing to see if someone's key unlocked the treasure chest and the treasure chest was for the week-long stay in Walt Disney World with uh, tickets and dining and everything else like that. And, uh, Becky, I know for you and I, and I think for everybody else who was there, uh, as surprising as the engagement was, as surprising as the roast was, I think the most surprising and one of the most... and Look, to make me speechless is very difficult, (laughs) but one of the moments that made me speechless and a lot of other people speechless for... uh, a. On the ship, um, happened here because we yeah. drew the winner. Um, we drew a winner, his name was Mike, and uh, he came up and he said, You know what? I because I knew it, I, I knew I was gonna win. I said it while we were online waiting, uh, that we were definitely gonna win, and that was not the surprising part. No,
0: and it, it totally blew me away, totally blew me away. I, s- speechless. And tears and just the, the sheer generosity from this man was incredible. He he stood up and, you know, first of all, he was very proud of the fact that he had walked around and told people that he was going to win um, but the, the entire day, I do believe, is what he was saying. But when he came back up on stage after accepting the, the award and he said, wait, 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 um, I would really love to donate this prize to the Dream Team for Make-A-Wish. And we just and, stared
3: at each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were I did, dumbstruck.
4: Yeah, well, uh, sorry, guys.
0: I, I still am. I mean, for somebody to, to be that incredibly generous, I didn't know how to respond. And it, it was amazing. And... Just the heart of of that man really, really, really,
3: really touched me. It, it was it was great. I I didn't know what to do. I'm like, well, you know, like what can I give the guy? I'm like, you want an audio guide? I'm like, I can't give the guy you know, an <laughs> you know, audio, you know. And and we talked to him. And we we're gonna do something special for and with Mike, um, yep. and and the, his traveling companion, um at some other point in Walt Disney World because um, she too, you know, said yeah, this is what we wanted to do if we if we were going to win it. So um, yeah. that's a testament to the type of people that were on this cruise and the type of community um, that w- was here on it. Um, real quick, just sort of finishing out the rest of uh, that night and the evening. Uh, again, there was a the dinner and the show. That was Disney's Believe. I think for a lot of people, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, was Disney's Believe your favorite of the shows that you saw. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. If you were a guy that had a daughter, you would have been weeping like Scott Otis on the Aqueduct. Let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> you'd weep yeah. like Scott Otis at a fondue party.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like fondue wow. though. I would weep yeah. at
6: scene. <laughs> yeah, as a dad, I mean, that believe really touched uh, me as a father, though. Yeah. Seriously.
7: Oh, it, it did. It was just, I mean, thinking about it right now, it kind of gets me a little bit teary. And you know there are parts with the Golden Mickey's that really got me as well. I mean, when the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs came up, I don't want to give anything mm-hmm. away, but mm-hmm. you know that kind of like touched me as well. And um, they get a lot of the 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 um, people out in the audience involved with the show, with the Golden Mickey's, and that is really really awesome. But believe, I mean, if you have children, it just it tears you up. I
3: and I think, I too, I think I know when I saw Believe on the Christening Cruise, I assume it was the same person, the actor who played the genie, and again, not giving too much away, but the actor who played the genie was phenomenal. It was not only an emotional show as far as, you know, tearing at your heartstrings, but it was really funny and very, very well done. And look, you know, you forget that that theater is on a ship at sea. It is like being at, at a Broadway-style thing, I mean, because... Mm-hmm. The stage is so big and so elaborate. Later on in the evening, uh, we were able to... It was a Wednesday night, and uh, the show must go on, so I wanted to do a newscast live from onboard ship. Wanted to bring the box people on to uh, be part of the experience. It was less about the news because I was so far removed from what was going on in real life, but we were able to connect the box people, allow them to tour Becky's stateroom um watch me lock her outside of her stateroom for five ten minutes and then go out on deck and uh and talk to some of the people out on deck 11 as well
4: did you do that on purpose lou absolutely okay i I did not see the video yet i want to see this
0: welcome (laughs) to my world it's it's you know
4: it's like having i'm an only
0: child but now i know exactly what it's like to have a bratty's younger brother (laughs)
3: I <laughs> think there's an insult in no, there somewhere.
0: Wait a minute. The, the amazing thing was that you're standing there. We're talking. We're, we're showing off this wonderful deck in this suite. You turn around. You lock the door. And then you sit down at my table <laughs> while I'm outside in the wind. And you're sitting down at my table talking to everybody just calmly and just kind of made
3: yourself at home. I, it, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot paybacks, of Paybacks, Mangello. Um, paybacks. Yeah. And again, we uh, – you know, many of us closed evolution. We didn't want it to end, and unfortunately, uh, it did uh, the next morning. And and like I yeah. said, the I think the it went too fast. Um, however, and this is something that we mentioned during the welcome aboard um, meet that we had was uh, for a variety of reasons. One of which is because Disney offers some really great incentives to rebook future cruises while you're on board. Uh, We decided kind of that day, really, Becky and I sort of talked about it, and we, judging by how well that first day had already gone, how excited people were, that we wanted to do it again. And so we decided and we announced on the cruise and to the people in the box that we are going to be doing it again. We are going to do this again uh, in fall 2012, once again on the Disney Dream. And I know Becky's not allowing me to say anything more about possible dates because Disney has not released them as yet.
4: Aw, oh, Dan. <laughs> so, I want to
3: know. We are choosing a date that will hopefully be most conducive to the most amount of people, both time-wise and financial-wise.
4: <clears throat> end, of, uh, end of August. And if you guys <clears throat> just send
3: me a direct message, I'll give you the exact date. I'm kidding. I can't. Well, <laughs> oh. no, because we don't know. Because I'm Disney hasn't released them. Now. Disney hasn't yeah. released them as yet.
0: Honestly, not only have they not released the dates yet, we don't know what the itineraries are for the Dream yet. We don't know what they're going to do with it, you know. So we need to need to wait and, and balance it out and see what they're going to make available, so we can find the best um, the best date, the best itinerary, the best price for the group. But I will say that it's a huge testament because we did have over eighty percent of of, um, of cruisers went for the save the date booking. So wow. we might have another huge cruise.
6: Yeah, we're really excited I, about the next cruise. We can't wait.
0: And and kudos to my team for handling all of those inquiries and all of the all the questions and of course everything that went on during the the cruise because it was their their support and their hard work to make sure that you guys were all taken care of. And and Lou, you and I ran those decks once to check out those door decorations. They did it every single day to deliver things to the fish extenders.
3: So hats off. Oh, awesome. yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you guys teamwork, again. One of the surprises teamwork, that. Um, that people didn't know about was that you guys supplied everybody with fish extenders. For those who don't know, you have a fish uh, that has your stateroom number on it. Uh, There's sort of a a hanging uh, fabric two pouches that MAI gave to everybody and allowed them to put little surprises or notes in your door uh, every single day. It could have been something pirate-themed. It could have been a message. It could have been whatever it might be. Other people were also able to leave things, little presents for other people on their deck or or their friends as it might be. But yeah, I was going to say this to the end, but I have to tell you honestly, Becky, your team, I said this many times on the cruise and I can't stress enough, they completely crushed from beginning to end, from making sure that all the arrangements for people before they got on board worked and then once they got on board making sure everything went smoothly i would try and mention them all by name but i know that i would forget but uh (laughs) your team did an outstanding job it is a testament to you and mouse fan travel and it's because of them that things went as smoothly as they did so i want to extend my personal uh thanks to each of them individually
0: Well, thank you very much. And I I appreciate that. I will tell you one thing that we we enjoyed so much was being with all of you because we had an opportunity uh, that's pretty rare for us. We don't get that opportunity to to travel with our clients and to be able to meet everybody in person and to have fun and to shut down evolution and to be there if there's issues. It it was wonderful for us. So thank you for the opportunity.
3: Yeah. And and you know what happened with this recap is exactly what I had expected to, which was we wanted to talk about so many different things that were going on that we didn't get a chance to to talk about. You know each of the different restaurants and oh. the food and the decor and what we liked most and and you know some of the different aspects of the ship that we did enjoy. But I did want to ask you guys just real quick because we did do a a. Disney Dream recap show, but I wanted to get your opinions specifically about the dining. There was a dining rotation. We went from Animator's Palette to Enchanted Garden to two nights at Royal Palace. I'll go through each of you guys individually real quick. Tell me which of those you preferred, why, whether it is decor, show, food, atmosphere, um, and maybe even a little bit about the service. Uh, we'll kind of just go top of the list to bottom. Tony?
6: Uh I don't know if I could really pick between for the kids. I think the animator's palette wins out. The boys were they were beside themselves the whole evening. My son, my youngest, Dylan, is completely obsessed with Nemo. So it's to see his eyes light up and him just with you know swivel neck the whole evening. That was really special. The food was incredible to all of them, but um, I think that one will hold a special place for us.
3: Mary Jo, what about you?
7: I thought the food was the best at the Enchanted Garden. For what I ordered on that one, it was perfect. It was just awesome. I remember I had the ahi tuna with the avocado for my appetizer and caramelized sea scallops for my um, main course, and those were just, you know, very memorable.
3: Stop. You're making me hungry. Scott Otis, if if you say Flo's V8 Cafe, that's fine.
8: No, uh, actually, my favorite was the Enchanted Garden. I, I really loved it. just the, the uh, theme of that place, uh, based on the Ver- Gardens of Versailles.
3: Rumi Nolan?
8: Uh, all the food was amazing, um, from breakfast all the way into, you know, midnight buffet, which I so miss the midnight buffet. <laughs> um, but I really think Royal Palace, uh, like Mojo was saying, was just amazing i would love to be able to eat there like every night just because it was just a wonderful place to sit and just relax and just the theming there was incredible
3: i thought tammy real quick what was your favorite
4: um, I'd have to say Royal Palace. That area was so pretty. I liked the princess um, theme about it. Took so many photos, and that's where I got to hug Lumangello for like a fifth time. So, <laughs> you know, that's that's my that was probably my favorite restaurant. It was really sad to leave the ship, not having that as our last dinner. But I really did
9: enjoy um, Royal Palace the best out of all three.
3: And Darlene, what about you?
9: Well, I have to commend the staff um, and. For, on the Disney Dream. Um, my husband has allergies to food um, that give him headaches. And from the moment we stepped into Animator's Palette, um, we were greeted by our head server, Fitz, who stepped in and said, We're going to take care of everything for you and make sure your food is exactly how you need it. Not 10 minutes later, Chef Matthew walked out to our table and our table was just blown away. They talked to him, they worked with him, all of his food Chef Matthew wanted to make. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Didn't want to meet in anywhere or anything other than what he made him because he knew his diet. And my husband said, he goes, he's never had service like that. He felt funny asking for like certain things, but they made sure they talked him into things that he did not know. And I have to say that I think Royal Palace was one of our favorites, especially the last night, because Pirate Night, Chef Matthew came out and said, Keith, I know you've been having an issue with the desserts and stuff and not ordering any. He goes, but he goes, I'm going to make you a vanilla one everybody else at your table, you're going to have something chocolate. Had no clue what it was going to be. We come down to that last night of dinner, and dinner was delicious. Every single meal we ate, we loved. I had sea bass. I had um, steak. Phenomenal. And that last night, Chef Matthew comes down and he goes, I'm bringing you guys, Keith, you're going to have a vanilla souffle with an alcohol-free creme brulee. And he goes, everybody else, you're getting Paolo's chocolate souffle. Mm. Oh. My my mouth to the floor. <laughs> I wanted that so bad, that souffle. But we were like, no, we want to try all the other restaurants. And my husband was just, we were blown away by the service that we got for him. Um, it's kudos to Disney for. Putting the staff together because the food was great and my husband did phenomenal on this vacation.
3: Well, and I think that you know even beyond the the dining, I, I think you make a good point that I stressed when we did our first recap on the Dream. It's it's that ability to bring that Disney difference beyond the theme park experience. I didn't know if they could do it the first time I went on a Disney cruise. I think that they have certainly done it uh, even more so here on the Disney Dream, and I too found uh, the service very good, especially since, remember, too, it was a, sort of very early on in, in the Disney Dream cruising, the uh, the staff was relatively new, but I think that they did an exceptional job, especially dealing with some people, Tony Caggiano, that had five and six appetizers at a time.
6: Yeah. <laughs> well, well I,
2: <laughs> ordered the whole
7: menu.
6: <laughs> to my defense, I only had, I think the most I had was three entrees, though, so. <laughs> if anyone's <sick. laughs> I did have a certain amount of uh, self control.
7: Didn't Steve like, <laughs> order every single thing one night?
6: <laughs> yeah, he did. He was doing four entrees and five, five appetizers a night. I think. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, they the lost money was, on Steve. They, the the stock took a little dip.
6: The best thing I've ever seen though was at Flo's V A Cafe. The man <laughs> got two pieces of barbecue chicken pizza, ordered two cheeseburgers without the bun, and made a pizza, a chicken pizza, double chicken pizza burger. <laughs> He used to wow. fun. Isn't that true, Lou? It was. And that was at
3: eight thirty in the morning, too. So yeah, it was. was <laughs> what all this stuff? Seriously, wow. I
7: know. <laughs> I I'm so sorry for Val.
3: <laughs> I know. Uh, you know, and, and like I said, there's uh, there's so much more. I wish that we could cover. Um, you know, we've unfortunately gone, uh, you know, so relatively long, and there's so much more to talk about. We didn't talk about just some of the 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 Disney activities that were going on and things that you guys had done either individually or with your families. But the thing that I took away from the cruise personally was such a sense of community. Uh, I saw, you know, people who were strangers come together in a short amount of time, um, form great relationships, form great friendships um, that they may have either started online beforehand or maybe just started online as they were waiting for Steve to make his buffalo chicken pizza burger sandwich. Um, and it happened a lot. And I think that you guys can all sort of, uh, you know, say the same, that you had that same kind of experience on board. And when you get 500 strangers together on board a ship, uh, you know, there's so many different dynamics and personalities that you would expect it, there would be some kind of conflict. And it just didn't happen. It was just, you know, it was great to see so many like-minded people having such a good time and the feedback that we got from people both on board and then after they got off the ship via emails and Twitters and Facebook and whatnot uh, was just so wonderful. So I'm so grateful to everybody who came on board, who was part of the cruise, who made it such a great experience for all of us. And certainly again, uh, I, I would be remiss if I did not give sincere thanks to Becky for all of her tireless efforts in making this happen, and her staff, who really sort of made sure things went so smoothly.
0: And I I really have to say, Lou, thank you so much for uh, allowing us to be a part of this. And I know that um, that it was a lot of work. There was a lot of hours that you and I put in on on this. Uh, my staff, of course, once again, thank you for thanking them. They did a great job. But it, it was so wonderful to be a part of this and be part of the community. So thank you for allowing me to be part of it. Thank you for allowing me to put you in a chair and take away your microphone and tell you to sit back and relax. And I cannot, <laughs> I can't even imagine what we're going to be doing for 2012. Bigger and better, baby. Bigger and You're better.
3: You're telling me? You're telling me? The uh, the wheels are already spinning, believe me. Um, <laughs> and we will obviously post and share information about the fall 2012 cruise on the Disney Dream as soon as we get it. You, too, will be the first to know as soon as we get the dates from Disney and get those Ooh. locked in. Um, but before we go, um, again, I know we did skip a lot of stuff, even though we did go long. Uh, maybe you guys want to share some... Final thoughts on your own. This time, I will go ladies first. I'll try and go in alphabetical order by last name, Mary Jo Collins.
7: <laughs> um, well, I just, this trip was phenomenal, Lou, and I just wanted to thank you and Becky so much for getting us together, and, you know, even though it was really kind of my idea in the first place, but uh, we won't <laughs> talk about that, Um <laughs> I do I kind of remember uh being on one of those um in the box chats and me talking about um how Lou was gonna give away a free cruise and I still to this day believe that I'm the one that caused all this to happen. But um anyway I this was a, it was a great it was so awesome, Lou. It was more than all of us could have ever hoped for or dreamed of. Um we've been planning and scheming and you know, Lori did such an awesome job getting all the Deck 7 people together and getting the shirts. And it was like a family reunion. I mean, it really was. And um, there was something for everybody, even like my husband, um, enjoyed it thoroughly. And, you know, he kind of, you know, felt maybe like the outsider at times. But when he came back to the stateroom one day and said, Oh, my gosh, you're not going to believe what I just saw. And I was like, what? He goes, Captain Cook was playing Pac-Man in the arcade. <laughs> and I'm like do what? <laughs> and that just showed me that you know, no matter who you are or what level of Disney fan you are, a Disney cruise is a great place to share a family vacation. And I would highly recommend it. Whether or not you go on Lou's next cruise or whose cruise you go on, definitely go on a Disney cruise.
3: Awesome. Thank you, Mary Jo. You you definitely made. Uh, you made it a lot of fun and I appreciate that. And now Darlene Nagy from
9: West Seneca, New York. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Guys, Lou, Becky, thank you so very much for putting this all together for us to be able to go on our first cruise. Um, We had a phenomenal time and it wouldn't have been, I don't think as much fun without you and your team and, All of the friends that I've met and made for life um, on this cruise, they they've made me just feel so welcome so quickly. And I can't even imagine not having everybody in my life. And I cannot wait for the next one to come around. So thank you once again for making this a wonderful, wonderful memory
3: for us. Well, oh, thank you, and you. I will tell you, you made me smile every week as I uh, as I put your voicemail into the show, Tammy Karaoke Tucky.
4: <laughs> well, it's it was so much fun. Um, I finally got to meet people who really liked Disney, and that was the probably the best part of it and i really do want to thank uh becky um and lou thank you guys so much for putting this together it's not even a year since i first discovered wdw radio when i first met you guys so i'm i was so blessed i'm so blessed to have such good friends who understand disney like i do and it was it was so much fun thank you guys so much again
3: <laughs> uh, i'm saying <laughs> no, I'm you're not
4: thinking not- your way out of this one at all <laughs> Anthony
3: Caggiano. The, the thing about this
6: cruise that got me the most, and Charlene and I had a long, long, long trip home to discuss it, was more so than the boat or anything else, it was really getting to know people better, getting to know our friends who we've known for a few years even better, getting to know, meet new people, people coming up to me, introducing themselves, and finally getting to put faces to names that we knew. And that was really it. Um, even after the cruise, we all hung out afterwards and saying the final goodbyes. And it was really, the whole thing was emotional, saying goodbye to everybody. We are crying, you know, Steve Drew standing with tears in his eyes, hugging my kids. <laughs> the whole thing like that was really amazing to me. Making new friends, we sat next to a, a incredible family, Jay and Lori Kibler, and talking to him. And he, this is a guy, he's a, just an incredible family. We laughed with him. And he's been listening to your show since the beginning. He knows... Everyone who's ever been on your show, but he's you know he hasn't participated as much, and his wife thanked me and you in, in essence for having him. He's a quiet guy and having him, he just was talking away and meeting everybody and just having a great time, so just making new friends like that was really and better friends of old friends was really the, the best part of the cruise for me.
3: Awesome. What about you, Scott?
8: Yeah for me, uh, I, I had been cruising many times before and Every other time it's been about the ship, pretty much. But this time, you know, going with, you know, four to five hundred of my closest friends, you know, you know <laughs> turning around and seeing Nicole and Dana over here, and then turning around and seeing Sandy and, and her, her two girls over there. And basically, every time you turned around, it would be somebody else, like Jeremy or James. And that's really what it was, is just meeting all these new friends, hanging out with, with my old friends. And basically, all the new friends that I made are now my good friends. So it really was just about all the people. And for that, thank you for bringing us all together. That was really amazing.
3: Well, that's maybe the nicest sincerest thing I've ever heard you say. Oh, <laughs> Oh, <Wait, I> <laughs> I'm not even, even punctuating it with a cheese joke. Nolan, bring it home. <laughs> Go ahead.
8: Um, thank you guys for just allowing me to meet the rest of my Disney family. Um, it was, like I said before at the beginning, it was the best Disney trip I've ever had in my life. Um, and I can't thank you guys enough for that. The the memories that I'm going to take away from this are just going to stick with me uh, forever. And it was, uh, it was something that's going to carry me for a very, very long time. Um, and I will be... Uh, Putting my pennies together in my in my basket uh, to uh, to go on 2012. Um, thank you guys so much, and then thank you to the people that I hung out with on the ship and in the parks and everything. It was just the best time I've ever had in my life with uh, involved with Disney. Thank you just so much,
3: Ms. Becky Mankin. I I will give you the final word almost.
0: Well, it was all about the people. I mean. I've, I've been blessed enough to be able to um, to go on several cruise lines and cruise ships and, and be able to travel a lot. But there's nothing like traveling with friends. And when we took on this undertaking, it was, like I said before, it was a huge, huge piece of work. But, man, it was so worth every single minute of it even being locked out on the patio. And um, <laughs> just... Having the opportunity to to enjoy this with so many great people, you know, thank you, thank you guys for coming along, and Lou, thank you for for letting me be part of it and and creating this this dream with you. It um, it was really magical for me.
3: I don't know how to um, to match anything that you guys said without sounding completely redundant, uh, because it is all about my thanking, not just the seven or twelve of you that are here, but everybody else who. Came on board. Um, you made for me personally an experience that is one of the true highlights of anything I've done, not just Disney-related, but just uh, looking back, a memory I will take with me, like you guys said, uh, forever. I look forward to doing it again, and I, I am consider myself truly blessed to be able to share my passion with you guys and do what I do and and have these kind of things. And because of the friendship that you have all extended to me, uh, I am forever grateful and uh, I think the cruise is exactly what the logo promised, it was sort of that happiest cruise that ever sailed and uh, I, am, I am so thankful for the fact that you all left the ship feeling the same way, so uh, to Tony, Mary, Joe Scott, Nolan, Tammy, Darlene Becky, my wife who is sleeping upstairs somewhere and uh, everybody else who is part of the WW Radio family um Thanks for joining me tonight. Thanks for joining me on the cruise. And thanks for listening for two-plus hours to our, uh, to our <laughs> recap. And uh, I hope to see you guys again in 2012.
4: Oh, agreed. Totally yep. agreed. Looking forward to it. Yes.
9: More magical things yep. to happen.
4: First of
0: <laughs> More story
9: time with Mojo next time. <laughs> Woo! A lot of fun with Darlene. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Olga
0: could. Yeah. Karaoke time with Tammy. <laughs> Maybe it's Olga Jamie can only. finally show up. Maybe she uh, I want yeah, Olga to yeah. come. Oh get to work, Becky. I'm on it. <laughs> yeah. I'm on it. Proceed next time.
6: We'll talk about that other thing. The other thing. But... Yeah.
0: What? Yeah, we've got. Hey, we've what? got. The, shh, Tony, quiet. We don't want to get that away yet. <laughs> <laughs> we got a year to plan
3: That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks so much for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. Thanks again to all my guests and, of course, everybody who joined us on the WDW Radio Cruise. I apologize. Know the segment went a little long, maybe a lot long, but again, there was a lot to cover for the four days. I'll make these last few reminders really quick. Don't forget, if you want to interact with me and the show, lots of different ways to do it. Of course, you can always email me at lou at You can be heard on the air by calling the voicemail line toll-free at 888-703-2171. Visit the website at wdwradio.com. There you'll also find links to connect with me on Twitter. I'm at Lou Mangiello. The Facebook friend page, which is facebook.com slash radio. Lots more ways. You can also sign up for our free email newsletter. Talk with other Disney fans in our fun, friendly discussion forums. Read the blog posts. Check out videos, photos. Lots, lots more going on there every day at www.radio.com. There you can also buy signed copies of my Walt Disney World trivia books, the audio guides to Walt Disney World on CD or download. You can also get a link over to Celebrations Magazine, the print magazine, put together by Tim Foster and myself and a host of wonderful contributors check out our latest issue. Get back issues and subscribe over at CelebrationsPress.com In addition to the show, don't forget to join me every Wednesday night for the WDW Newscast, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. You go to WDWNewscast.com. You can watch and interact in a live video broadcast covering Walt Disney World news. You'll be able to be part of the broadcast, talk about it real time in the chat room, and of course, if you can't make it there live, you can always watch and comment over at youtube.com slash WDW Radio and I'll also put the audio-only portion of the newscast in the iTunes feed. Just visit iTunes and do a search for WDW Radio. In addition to the cruise coming in fall 2012, we have plenty of other events leading up to that. Of course, don't forget about the meets of the month in Walt Disney World, Destination D, Adventures by Disney, the D23 Expo out in California this summer, our 40-hour show celebrating the 40th anniversary of Walt Disney World, and lots more. For more information, to find out more about upcoming events, go and visit DisneyMeets.com. Also, as part of our Disney events and the WDW Radio running team, you can be part. If you want to partake in one of the endurance events in Walt Disney World or even Disneyland, you can be part of the running team, help us raise money to support the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Visit www.radio.com slash running for more information. Find out how you can be part of the team, either as an athlete or coming out to cheer. We're also going to be ordering the next round of shirts coming very soon, so if you are interested in joining, again, www.radio.com slash running. Thanks as always to my partners and sponsors, including MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Becky and her team not only made the cruise possible, but they'll help you plan your Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, Vacation, and lots more, all with the exceptional level of personal service that really is their hallmark. Visit them over at mousefantravel.com. AllStarVacationHomes.com has more than 150 homes within just a couple of miles of Walt Disney World. So if you're looking for a house off property that has a private pool, spa, kitchen, game room, multiple master bedrooms, and lots more, go and visit AllStarVacationHomes.com. And if you're in Downtown Disney looking for a fun place to eat with friends or family, go check out Bongo's Cuban Cafe in Downtown Disney. Recreating the feel of a 1950s Havana nightclub with exceptional food, wonderful live music and dancing on Friday and Saturday nights, indoor and outdoor seating, three bars, an express window outside. Go check them out on your next visit, or go and visit them at bongoscubancafe.com. And finally, if you're looking to stay in the heart of Walt Disney World and enjoy all the amenities and luxuries that the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin have to offer, including the Mandara Spa, the 17 world-class restaurants, oh, how I love Blue Zoo, and of course, the incredible Heavenly Beds. Go check them out over at Swanandolphin.com. As always, my friends, if you like the show, all I ask is that you please help spread the word, let others know about it, tweet out that you're listening, share the link on Facebook, Please come by, review the show, and the free WDW Radio iPhone app over in iTunes. And of course, my friends, and you are my friends, there is plenty more coming from WDW Radio. Be sure and stay tuned. I want to thank you again for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. So until next time, remember, take those first steps towards pursuing your passion and following your dreams. And when you do always, always keep moving forward. I hope you guys have a great week this week. See ya.
1: Hi Lou, this is Lindsay King and Daniel Anderson and we're from Oregon. We just wanted to say that we had a fabulous time on the um, cruise with you just a couple days ago on the Dream. Um, everything that you and the MEI Mouth Travel people did was fabulous. All the activities you had planned, the contests you did, the prizes you gave out um, were amazing. The scavenger hunt you did was awesome. It was great just looking around the ship and getting to know all the different things. It was great meeting all the 457 people that came out. The shows were awesome. Um, So I just want to say that You guys did a fabulous job on this trip, and hope you guys do an awesome job next time. You guys do one, um, we're planning on coming to your next one, so we will keep listening um, for all the information, news, and um, we are coming back in September to Disney World with um, my, we're taking my two parent, my parents and my aunt. And we should be having a fabulous time, so um, just wanted to say hi, and um, bye. Hello,
5: Lou. Hi, it's Charlene
7: from Buffalo, New York. I am extremely
5: excited to see all the information and all the pictures coming out from our WDW radio cruise. I had such a fabulous time, so
7: did my husband, and we really missed. Being there and in Walt Disney World. We are trying to fill all of our time that
5: we can right now with loading up pictures to Facebook and chatting with everybody in the forums and on Twitter. I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. Um, I miss the warm weather, that's for sure. It's 37 and dreary here in Buffalo today. Um, Talk to you all real soon. Have a great day. Bye. Hi, Lou. My name is Laura. I'm a big fan of your show from Pennsylvania. Um, I have about a three-hour round-trip commute to and from work from Pennsylvania to New Jersey every day. And um, I download all of your um, podcasts to my iTunes um, uh, iPod and listen to you. And as well at work, I go to uh, WDW radio and listen to you um as well so you're my sanity when it's rainy and cold and snowy um, up here in Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Um, my husband and I are looking to relocate to Florida in the next year or two and um, we're hoping that dream will come true someday and, and even when we move to Florida we're gonna be listening to you and picking up on your, all your travel tips and advice. So thanks Lou. I'm a big fan and uh, we thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah!